0: Arctic Monkeys, this is Don't Believe the Art. Not rock and roll, eh? Lady That sound means it's the end of the round.
1: Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned.
0: Your... We're gonna call it uh... Don't Believe the Art
2: hello and welcome to a very merry christmas episode of don't believe the hype unfortunately before we get into the festivities i must inform you that nick isn't here
0: still got
2: pictures
0: of friends on the wall i suppose we aren't really friends anymore maybe i shouldn't ever call that thing friendly at all
2: no i'm only kidding it's due to a personal situation and we wish him all the best however wait what's that get
0: freaked out from
3: a knock
0: at the door when I haven't been expecting one.
2: Well, I am expecting one because we have two special guests joining me today. It's Matt Helders, and no, it's not. It's just two regular contributors and Arctic Monkeys mega fans. Which band members would be the most believable for that, by the way? I'm going to say Jamie and Nick, and that is the correct answer. Well, my first guest is a Matt H., just not that matt h it's arctic monkeys super fan and regular contributor to the show Matthew you higgins hello, hello
3: matthew hello Dan. how are you i'm very well um got slightly nervous coming on then
2: i was flying <laughs> all the yeah? way yeah. up
3: to it and then it's like oh i need a beer but yeah i'm good
2: it is uh yeah nice yeah, welcome to the show, Matthew. And I'm going to do an Alex and overuse the word Matthew the whole way through this, by the way, just because it's That's a great fun. opportunity to, to do so, Matthew. And my second guest is the man who puts the chilling in the Straight Chilling Horror Movies Review Podcast. Check it out. It's very good. Yes, I didn't lead that with the word straight and make some joke that would have been at home in the
1: 1970s. It's friend of the show, Justin Tool. Hello, Hello Justin. J- Hello, Dan and Matt. Merry Christmas! Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. And what's that? I by? That isn't a British accent that they can hear. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I. the token american on the show now am i going to be like the you you can put me on the show we got an american here (laughs) well as
2: as we head into the humbug phase of the show just like the band we've gone all american and brought you in
0: (laughs) yeah you should (laughs)
2: have
1: you should have introduced me as justin t and we could have pretend like i was some obscure um you know cousin of alex turner you know oh yeah maybe it's turner maybe maybe (laughs) if <laughs> you think that the obsessives
2: that listen to this podcast, that actually listen to this podcast, wouldn't already know that that wasn't true, then I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, but, um, fair enough. <laughs> they would know. Um, but yeah, no, so, um, well, I'm going to ask you both to give us some brief information about yourselves, but that feels like it falls into one of our usual sections of the show. The information
0: action
2: okay matt w- tell us a bit about your relationship with the band
3: um i think probably similar to you and nick actually i think we're about similar ages um so i can remember 29 just yeah. After, yeah just <laughs> after dance floor came out about uh, 2005 wasn't it end of probably about this time actually watching yeah, wow. uh, i never liked him at first I, I didn't like the song at all um on there, can you kick me out now? Actually, yeah, get out now. <laughs> um, yeah, and just I've just been obsessed with them all the way through. I think every new album has changed the style. They've always seemed to be as I've got older. The my music's changed, and theirs has always mm. seemed to follow suit. So, yeah, yeah, it's strange,
2: strange that isn't it? I always used to think that like when they I remember when Tranquility came out, and everyone, everyone around me, the place I worked, loved the fact that it, that it was being panned. And they yeah. loved it because they knew how much I loved them. So everyone was just walking past me, coming up to my desk going, new album, shit, innit? And I'd be like, no, I liked it. They'd be like, people would say, you only like it because you love them and they could put anything out and you'll like it. And I was like, no, it's just weird that whenever they do something, I yeah. seem to like it. It's just a coincidence. I can't explain why. <laughs> well, like, I got the
3: same thing. I remember I was trying to talk to one of my mates. We'd we been to see him a few times, been to London, uh, um, I think about three times we saw him, and he, he couldn't stand it. And I said, "You need to keep mm-hmm. listening." I said, "It's growing. Just keep at it with it." He went, "Oh, you've listened too much. You make yourself like it." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is funny when people say that because
2: yeah, that is how music works. And you, if you, some Absolutely, albums yeah. take time and you, they grow on you as you listen to them. So, and they're usually the better albums. But yeah. um, Justin, would you like to give us a bit of your brief history of your relationship with the band, which is a, a unique perspective I, I fear on this show?
1: Yeah, it's actually somewhat similar in a weird kind of way, because I remember it was at a high school graduation party um, for my buddy and his cousin had come into town and she lived in London, I think, at the time. And she had brought him the first CD and she was like, hey, you need to check this out. This band's really blowing up um, in the UK. And so that's soundtrack of the like the first album was our soundtrack going into like university going to parties like getting drunk and everything like that so it was very kind of appropriate even though it wasn't the clubs of you know of England and things like that it still yeah. kind of fit the vibe and I've just followed them ever since I um, seen them a few times live here in the states um and yeah, just loved them ever since like that first listen I remember we were heading out to like a university party. Um, and through that CD, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And yeah, loved him ever since. Where, Um, where in America do you hail from? So I am from Florida and, um, that's, yeah, that's where we like went to university and everything like that. But for the past several years, I've actually been living in South Korea. So kind of a weird thing going on there. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, No, but you, yeah, no, that, I think you're going to have a good perspective on certain things that you, um, yeah, that we haven't had before. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we're, and uh, you'll perhaps... Yeah, maybe you will be the will the go-to as we go into getting my work. Maybe there'll be some... Hey, maybe there'll be even references we'll have to bring you in like the expert.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There. I think there <laughs> was one really recently. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, hey, yeah, this is an American thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember for years, I fought in... <laughs> This is crazy, but in uh, uh, Hellcat Spangled Shalala, he says mysticism, doesn't he? He says mysticism Mm. now for years. I didn't know that he said mysticism. The word just didn't register. I thought he said mysticisms and I I, like as in like Mr dot scissors or something (laughs) like that. And I thought thought that was like an American toy or an American chocolate Uh, or something like that. And I was like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll learn what that is one day. But no, (laughs) I was just being a stupid idiot. But um, okay, well. Then tell us, guys, Matt, what is your favorite Arctic Monkeys album? <clears throat>
3: um, it, yeah, it, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Um, Ooh, only recently, can't... I think, past year. But it's just, mm. um, it's always my go to album now. I don't know if yeah. that's through all the play in the old ones, like um, AM, obviously, and Debut, uh, yeah. Humbug, obviously. But yeah, no, it's Tranquility. It's just, it's so unique. It's a good point you make because, you
2: know, sometimes some, I find it really hard to like crack on the vinyl if I'm start doing something, a favorite worst nightmare, if I'm not drinking or something, yeah. if I'm just, you know, working or something. I can't put favorite worst nightmare where people say, um, you know, it, it, tranquility is with a go to one, it seems, for that kind of situation. And that, like you say, it might be because we listen to it so much, but it might, it might just also be that I associate those albums with drinking and partying. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, might be maybe, maybe it's, yeah. <laughs> Being, yeah younger yeah yeah probably and um but maybe it's maybe but, but you know without going um you know even though there's that we still love those albums you, you know there is obviously a certain bit more depth to like tranquility so maybe that also rewards re-lessons you know i think so yeah of, yeah yeah
1: but in what justin is your favorite album so mine and i'm gonna have to do some defense tonight especially after you know y'all just covered this era but favorite worst nightmare is mine um i love all of them uh but uh i think there is a lot of nostalgia that goes into why i like favorite worst nightmare for a long time it danced between the first two albums but i love the emotional depth that favorite worst nightmare offers compared to the first album and as we'll see a lot tonight i'll make a lot of references but the the dark sound like leading into humbug humbug um as um you know especially like the second half half of the album really resonates with me and a lot of the b-side sounds and stuff like that i don't know there's something about that sound that i just yeah. really like um and so so yeah that's that's why it always lands for um me for my favorite
2: and i think it's weird because i do absolutely love favorite Best nightmare and i remember at the time i was obsessed with it and You know, as you've listened on the podcast as it's gone on, it's we've we've become less enthralled of it, but not not really. Over time, that'll come back. It's probably sometimes when you cover things, it changes the way that you view them because you're talking about them so much, perhaps. Um, you know, but but I think, um, what what's funny about it is. The things that known about it is that, like, take this house as a circus for example. Old Jail of Bricks, you know, one that we really took against Old Jail of Bricks because we thought the lyrics <laughs> were about Andy, and we found out they weren't. And then, and I was the same with this house as a circus. They, they kind of just said, no, it is about a party, and I'd always thought it was a metaphor for fame. So I'd made it, I'd made it cleverer mm. than it was, and I think then finding out that it wasn't, I'd set my own. But that's not the band's fault. That's yeah. me trying to make it smarter than it is, and and uh, I still don't. I still think this house as a circus is doesn't want to say it but it is yeah well i was oh,
1: curious was- honestly as you're heading into the humbug era and the lyrics get more obscure i was wondering if that same kind of thing could be happening with you in the future oh, of where we'll. you'll do a deep dive into something and be like oh wait oh so i'm like okay i'm giving a little grace toward favorite worst nightmare I'm like yeah maybe <laughs> they'll come back around to it it'll be okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i think i think with ego mechanics and stuff we'll be safe but uh I mean, <laughs> the uh, but no it is it's is funny but i i do know i, like, I still love this Austin circus as song it's an absolute banger of a tune and you know we had that we still had that i think i still had that as like my second favorite on the album or mm, third yeah. favorite after if you were there beware and i still i still think if you're everywhere is a tune that should be in the set now like if i could pick any song yeah. yeah it's an absolute why they abandon that when they've when they're doing like fast heavy sets and that i, I don't know but um yeah so yeah there's still plenty of love for favorite favorite uh worst nightmare in this 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 parish this church I'm about <laughs> monkeys but um i'm gonna ask you what your favorite songs are next summer so, what's your favorite song? and if they'll actually be songs off your albums cause favorite <clears> albums because because nick's favorite for example nick's favorite album is whatever people say and that's what i'm not but his favorite song is off
3: Humbugs, so you know mm. it, it can be different oh. mine isn't but yeah um so mine, i had to think about this because i think it's you've got a tendency to go with the most um, well known, haven't you, or well loved? Just sometimes through repetition of hearing them all the time, and and usually they are the best songs. Not always, mm. but sometimes. Um, but I think I think for my my favorite one for a long time was Hellcat. For oh, years and years, oh, I always loved fire it. My heart, yeah. It's uh, um, I'm... it's pop perfe- perfection, like most of that album. But um, yeah. it changed the fireside. But I think again, the past year or something, it's I'd say Batphone. It's just completely unique as a sound. It reminds me of some, Interesting. Oh, I don't know, some 70s artists, 80s artists. I can't think quite put down what it reminds me of, but it's just mm. I don't think I've heard a song like it before. I'm sure it might no, come think... back to me on this, but it's it's just an unbelievable song. It's, I think it's probably his best vocal performance as well.
2: Yeah, which I is... think um, Nick would agree if Nick was here. If you listened, Nick, which you will be, um, then he would agree because he's always banging the Batphone yeah, drum. I think yeah. he's he's always saying it. So, um, but no, yeah, no, I agree as well. And I think I think Batphone's got some of my my favorite lyrics in it as well. Yeah. does Batphone have does Batphone have the integrity line? Is that in Batphone or is that yeah. in Science Fiction? I always get them mixed up. No, yeah, it's that like, one. that's that's one of my favorite lines. Yeah, I bought a fragrance yeah. called integrity. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: I can't, uh, I've still no it? idea what it's um, about. Every time I try and you know listen to the lyrics again, tune in to don't believe the hype in. 2027.
2: 20, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh dear. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we. Um, that's I. I do have a kind of idea on that what that's about a little bit. But yeah, it comes and goes. I mean, we, as ever, I, I think it's a weird one with tranquility as well when we come to cover that. I think I might have said before that there's a lot of personal stuff I put into it that definitely isn't there. But I it was. It seemed yeah. again that Alex was writing stuff that was in going on in my personal life, like similar. I remember at the time, like just to give a snippet of that i was i was feeling very i was going out all the time with a group of people and we were just partying constantly all the time out out, out in bars and i was really getting a bit like you know when you just get sick of it and you're like i want my life to change i don't just want to be out time and alex wrote a line that was like i feel like i'm just stood around in bars talking shite and i was like why does this man in my brain how does he do this and maybe (laughs) it's just because he's a similar age and maybe we were all thinking that at that point i don't know but but yeah so no that's that's a bat is a great song and also you said your favorite for a long time was um hellcat hellcat yeah, yeah. that i was as you know suck it and see love it yeah pop perfection i'm determined to get suck it and see more appreciate because i feel like it's underappreciated by the fans and it is yeah, smiths pixies stone roses pop perfection but yeah. um so justin what is your favorite song and yeah
1: this one is really tough. I I tend to um like always gravitate towards the ending songs. I feel like they always wrap up a, an album in an amazing way, always like emotionally resonant and things like that. Um, and so I really love you know like that's where you're wrong. Um, you know five oh five. But if I'm being honest, like when it all comes back to it, I, I will like a certain romance is hard to just <laughs> let yeah. go of. It's it's an amazing song. It's an amazing arrangements and it's also just has the nostalgic resonance of being young like it'll put me back in that moment anytime i listen to it and so i mean there's like they have so many amazing songs but i just can't like put anything over a certain romance
2: i think yeah no look <laughs> when, look when, when we did the, the um the world cup of of songs or we did that which was one of the Worst things I've ever had to do because I re- I, re- I realized how much of a pain it was every day and how much, how, how annoyed people get on the internet by, by like things Opinions. like the parents of the slightly yeah. like these songs are too hard to be together at this stage. in the thing I was like, I'm sorry, this is the way it's worked out. Um, but then certain romance won that, and I think justly so because there was a point where it looked like something crazy was going to win it. I can't what it was now, but it was something that really would annoy people, I think. And I was like, oh god, I hope this doesn't happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I, and I think when like when we do the the wrap up and we we were pitting the songs from both albums against each other and we obviously there's more songs on whatever people say and we just said well let's just lose a certain romance because it wins anyway whatever we put yeah. it up against <laughs> top nightmare it automatically <laughs> wins yeah. so we'll just get rid of that and um I, you know whenever i say what song would you want them to bring back live now i always have to go okay parking a certain romance aside the song would be because it's just to take it as read that that's the song that i want to hear live again yeah. um so yeah it is it is a there's an argument. There's a strong argument. I think I could be persuaded that it is still the best song they've ever done. And there's a strong argument for that. You know, it's not necessarily the song I want to listen to, yeah. but you could make that case, I think. It's um, definitely
1: one of the songs. I mean, there's a few uh, for sure, but it's definitely one of the songs where if anyone ever said, like, that's the best Arctic Monkey song, I would never think to argue again or you know i i don't yeah. have i wouldn't have a strong argument against if i was pitted on the other side it's like mm, no yeah that's probably <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> fair enough yeah yeah fair enough i'm not i'm not
2: gonna argue with you yeah um, but no and it did give me one of my greatest moments in a nightclub ever when me and my mates were in about i don't know you've probably been to 42's mark 46 street in manchester yeah. um yeah. two bars opposite the room to each other and i was at one and he was at the other dance floor in the middle The drums started, and I just dropped what I was doing, left the drinks, and just ran to that floor. He did the same thing, and we just met in the middle, and like, "Ah!" like we could have kissed, and it would have felt quite natural in that moment, I think, as well. So no, no, no questions would have been asked, I think, afterwards. Um, Right, I'm going to ask you what your favourite lyrics are, but before that, again, it resonates with a section that we normally have. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. Let's mix it up a bit, Justin, what is your favorite lyric?
1: again this was super 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 tough but i ultimately ended up going with these lines um and do you look into the mirror to remind yourself you're there or have somebody's goodnight kisses got that covered when Ugh. i'm not being honest i pretend that you are just some lover Ugh, <laughs>
2: yeah. you're breaking my heart justin you know it's look it and see both yeah. of you bringing the second season into it um yeah i mean i think on the first episode of this i said my favorite lyrics because it you know we just started the pod and i was like what am i gonna say and i think i just said um you know, she's got helter skelter around a little finger, and I said, "I think I said the uh, fragrance integrity line from Batphone. But the, but there's so many on Tuck It and See," and that that one, you know, absolutely incredible, yeah. and that that's probably my one of my favorite, my probably my second favorite song on Tuck It and See" as well. Um, yeah. Um, and I've got an interesting take on that when we come to it. I can't wait to come suck and see, honestly. It's all just, <laughs> uh, it's all my chickens coming home to roost, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's a great choice, a fantastic choice. I always love the line of suck so and see um, jigsaw women with horror movie shoes, which I won't say what my interpretation of that line is because I don't know if it's a known thing or not. So I'll save it. But yeah, I think I, I get it. Um, yeah but, some yeah. of
1: his best lyrics on suck it and see for sure
2: yeah i think that's why i, I love it, it, it because it was kind of back to i think H- humbug is really good lyrics but cryptically suck sure. it and see was kind of as open as the first two but also really up another level of in smart you know smart the way he writes. Mm-hmm. so it was an interesting album um especially leading into am as well but yeah so absolutely fantastic choice see what see what mark's gonna bring to the table then
3: do you know when I was um I was looking through it this weekend and I almost went for that reckless seven mm. th- th- that lyric special <laughs> it's fantastic, um and I agree as well. So it's it by far his best lyrical album, um all those yeah. choices and humbug I think leading into it. Um so, uh, so what so yeah what's mine? Um I've gone for a strange one actually, but it's one that's always stuck with me. It's off humbug. I'm going to read it to make sure I've got it right now. It's my favorite. Um, oh, I, I'm rubbish but, at remembering them off the cuff. I, I, I always have to go, Nick. Yeah. Nick, what is? You probably know, go, Nick.
2: what is it? <laughs> well, the on edit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Yeah, so I've gone off a uh, portion approaching, and it's um, if I could be someone else for a week, I'd spend it chasing oh. after you. Oh, oh. A it's, it's a it one. just says so much, doesn't it? As a mm. as a few lines are that is, it's unbelievable. The, the, it's...
2: Yeah. Th- th- those types of lines are, are the ones that sum up the... Br- well, these are the ones that I'm drunk, yeah. boring people about. Where I'm going, this is why it's brilliant. <laughs> because I'm, I'm like cornering people at parties going... Because a normal songwriter would just say like, you know, you're always on my mind or something like that. Or i you yeah. constantly. But he takes it and he twists it and he says something. If I could... I mean, what? yeah, basically if I was somebody else, if I, if, even if I was somebody
3: else, I'd still spend yeah. my
2: time chasing after you. It's like... Mm. Whoa, Alex! It is, on, isn't it? It's come it's, on now, Alex.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Everything I have about myself, or if I could be anybody else, you it's like I'd still, I'd still end you, up, Yeah, I'd just, still be end up at your door. Incredible. Yeah. I, I
2: mean, this is yeah. This is this is the brilliance of the man. It's this, he's like, he says a line, and I could, I just, I could write a, like a university thesis on it. I think sometimes, but uh, it would I all just be nonsense. But you know,
1: I think that's <laughs> one of his lines that I feel like no matter who listened to it, it will resonate with them. Mm. Like. Not, yeah. not like anybody could hear that and it would resonate in some kind of way yeah
2: yeah And I mean it's in a song Is it push push approaching and isn't it um yeah yeah so it would be in a it's in a song that is full of like cryptic ones that you kind of have to kind of think about as well and then he just throws in something that people get just like that and yeah yeah but yeah obviously we're going to be covering that soon so i'm very excited about that i think that'll be five weeks in won't it so interesting stuff but we've got to get past the the dirtiness that is my propeller before we get to that um the dirty bugger okay so favorite musical moment now another another tough one but you know maybe it's the first time that we'll mention another band member and not alex uh yeah so
1: justin what was your favorite musical moment so i had to kind of bite my tongue earlier for the musical moment i put the whole bat phone arrangement Um, just the way i mean it's just yeah Yeah, yeah. musically it is it's fantastic if i had to pin it down to one specific moment in that song it would be the the kind of like um wah 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 wah, wah part or whatever Um, but i mean just the whole arrangement is is amazing that song is fantastic musically yeah absolutely amazing it doesn't seem kind
3: does it you think it's sort of ending and it comes back in again yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. that's and what's interesting implementation on that is like all the things that are going on and like weaving it's kind of almost a throwback to something like view from the afternoon where things are playing off of each other but in a much more intricate way so yeah mm.
2: yeah i mean when i was doing the um preparing for something that we're going to be doing imminently uh i was i was sort of reading some stuff about tranquility and. I, I remember the sort of quote that they had them all in the room at the studio and they would kind of kind of repeat the, the Beach Boys pet sounds recording vibe. And it just got chills thinking about them all being in the room, recording like that phone or somewhere. It's like, oh. but um, yeah,
3: absolutely outstanding choice. What an album, what a tune. Matt, what have you gone for? Um, I can't beat what Justin said, to be honest. It wasn't even the one I thought of, <laughs> which to say that I'd already chosen my favorite song, it didn't even come to my head um but i think you're right <laughs> honestly i i think i was i was going to say and i don't know what the um right terminology is for this and it's so i got a few examples like um guitar solo of one point perspective mm. i think that's just a mm. super moment um and the again i don't know what they call it in one in um number one party anthem when it goes, comes back in ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah you know the, yeah, yeah, mantra, yeah, mantra. One guitar,
2: one, yeah 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 um, yeah kind of breakdown slash chorus type it
3: is, yeah, really, isn't it? Yeah, just before the final chorus, I think it is. And I think maybe the last yeah. um, the last jam, I guess, of um, that's where you're wrong. I think, uh, again, just amazing. But I think I've got to go with Batphone now. I've got to change my mind. Justin said. <laughs> you just reminded me as well. when It's that that, that what is that noise that do 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 they have so, like, there's
1: a harpsichord in there. I think they have a theremin in there. The, yes, the they whirly me kind me. of sounds. Yeah. yeah, it's all kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. Yeah. I mean,
2: there's so many, like, even just individual moments on all the albums, isn't there, that you could be here or they go you know, even some of yeah. that's, that's more commercial. You wow, when you first heard the, the Warpigs guitar in Arabella come in for the first mm. time when you had that track, and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? But, um, yeah, uh, you know what, I, the, the solo in Ultra Cheese. Is a mm. pretty special yeah. moment as well. That's a nice one, yeah. And not performed by Jamie, and everyone's jump on that. Oh, see, Jamie's shit. He doesn't even <laughs> perform his guitar. solos, um, but no, I, I think, I think though. I now say in my head now it's it's if there was a live musical moment it's definitely the body paint. If it's, uh,
1: did we all see them on the last tour? Did we all catch them? I think we did. Yeah. Didn't we? I didn't get to see them live. Yeah. This
2: oh, time did you work. not? Oh, mm-hmm. when you do and if the, I sh- they'll still be doing the body paint thing then because they're definitely not I'm done sure, with it. you yeah. will probably be about twenty minutes longer at that point as well.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
2: um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, that live is something. I think that's the best. That's the best performance I've ever seen them give that extended body paint live. It's absolutely did, did insane. Run?
3: See, uh, I, I don't know if both of you have read this one point that just before they brought out the car, Alex was trying to write a song to finish the live sets with. And I don't know if it was ever proven which song it was or whether this is anything to do with body paint. But I've always thought it was. Mm. If you think, especially yeah, the, the live, it just changes so much with the outro, doesn't it? Yeah, it, do, it does it, make it sense. And I wonder yeah. if it was that song they, they referred to a lot. Yeah, and
2: you know what? It, when we did the car retrospective, it's weird because the way the songs are like. Normally, I'm loathed to put single releases as my favorite songs on the album, but the car was kinda like, mm, Paint, kind of like "Body Paint Mirrorball" kind of have to be my favorites. Yeah. I think as <laughs> standard. Um, on, on what you said about, um, funny because you said about Batphone being, you know, you think it's done and it's not and and you and you said justin that you they always do great last songs i say they do but i've always had a bit of a feeling that i always want i want to be yours to be about 2 minutes longer or 1 minute longer or somewhat have another refrain and the same for perfect sense i want perfect sense to just have one more something else in it like i feel like I want to be yours is crying out for a guitar solo and then big mm-hmm. end that doesn't come and that's probably you know better to leave people wanting more than than when I switch off like some manchester bands i could mention that go on for about 25 minutes with the solos um but uh, say <laughs> who but um yeah no so great moment but we'll move on to the the next part of this christmas podcast which before we we do our little thing we've got coming up which is going to be very fun for me um i'm going to just ask you both if there was a band aid 2024 next christmas and you hear that I mean, yeah, it wouldn't bloody happen, would it? Let's be honest. But the Arctic Monkeys are involved in it. Bono has somehow taught them into it. They're coming along. that uh, They're in the actual studio with them. They're not in another studio recording like Radiohead did just to, so they didn't have to actually be involved uh, <laughs> away from everyone. But they're actually there. And Alex is going to sing one line from the song, Band-Aid. What line would you want it to be, Matt?
3: Oh, I couldn't decide with this. I, I've been thinking about it, and I was trying to think of a... I don't know, a funny answer or... Uh, I don't Dizzy's know. rap. Dizzy Rascal's rap. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he'd ask Elders to do it. You know, mm. like um, Kurt Cobain did that time on Top of the Pops. Yeah, Oh, no, sorry, not Kurt Cobain. I'm thinking of um, when Liam and Noel switch places to sing. Oh, I feel, yeah, I feel like yeah, he'd yeah. do something like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean not they, they would song, do it. I mean, it's it's completely out of the realms of possibility that they would ever do this. I mean, this yeah. is, do you remember when they they turned down? <laughs> there was a huge gig for um, climate change gig, and they they turned it down, pointing out that surely a huge, massive gig with lights and electricity is not a good way to um, raise awareness for climate <laughs> change, and refuse <laughs> to do it. So I can't see them doing Band Aid and all its hypocrisies. But you know, on the off chance, I think what well, did, did? Were you able to pick one, Justin?
1: so i i picked one from the old one like if you wanted yeah, alex yeah, yeah, yeah. to sing this like from the old line and i i'm so it's to be the honest same as mine, I think. i'm not too familiar with this song like i know it uh but looky, i had to kind of like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i had to like
1: go and like look into it and stuff but the line so from the old one i picked and the christmas bells that ring uh, there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God, it's oh, God. them instead of you. I was like, uh. "What the?" Fuck? It just—it was so, so many, funny. Yeah. I just thought it would be hilarious for Alex to do this line. I, I mean,
2: see another podcast that me and Nick do this week to <laughs> hear my issues on that particular line. But uh, I also went with that because what you won't know is the reason I picked it is is because that's Bono's bit in the song, and Bono mm. goes. Well, tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you in classic Bono. So just I thought the thought of Alex doing that would be amazing. So I went with that one. And, you know, the drums would be better, at least, in the song. So there is that. Yeah. If, if all this turns yeah, and the bass yeah. and the guitar. All of it would be better. Yeah. But thank God. thankful, Thank tonight. Thank God. <laughs> it's not them that yes. are doing <laughs> Fan Day, to be honest. Leave it to Sharon and his ilk. They'll do one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so now we're moving into... We're having a little it wouldn't be Christmas without a Christmas special of a quiz show on British television or American television. Se- do that on American te- television? Do you have like Christmas specials and quiz shows at Christmas? Um, just, probably I like the Christmas special is a very English thing that, I mean, they have the American office has Christmas episodes, doesn't it? You have Christmas yeah. episodes. We have Christmas specials. Like, yeah. Like if you put them in this, in America, you seem to time the airing. You put them when the series is airing anyway, and it'll just be a Christmas episode, Christmas week. In England, even if the show's not been on for a year, they'll just oh. do a Christmas special of the show. So it's a bit it's a bit different. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, we're, there's a, everyone listening will know, um, there's a quiz show in the UK called Mastermind, where you pick a specialist subject, and you get two minutes to answer the question. Um, and obviously, we know that the two guys' eras are... Tranquility, and Favourous Nightmare. So that's their specialist subject. So the rules are... Questions. You'll do insanely well to get 35 questions, but I've got 35 questions. Um, and we will uh, rapid fire through them. The person with the most at the end wins, the most right. And you can say pass, if you don't know, and I'll move quickly on to the next one, and we'll go back and give the answers at the end. And yeah, um, that's that's kind of pretty much it. I think we'll stop that. That is annoying. I'm going to stop that. That is annoying. Uh, <laughs> I've decided that is annoying. <laughs> it's a post job. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, we'll, we'll go rapid fire through them. We'll do it. Um, we'll go through the ones as well that we don't get to. Maybe we'll put them out to everyone at the very end. And maybe if, if you know, if there's a gap in points, you can make them up. And try and win that'll be very very exciting and yeah so i'm gonna just get me time shall we say who wants to start should we start with you matt let's start with you matt let's yeah do sure. first um okay so i have good the first i'd say the first three are fairly easy so um no pressure know, no pressure but the first three are just there to kind of get you into it in fact although one of them that I put that was really easy for one of the first questions, you got wrong about 15 minutes ago. So at least now you know the answer to it. Uh, so it's a good job that happened. Um, but uh, okay, now I'm thinking like, because I was like, oh, I bet you knows loads. So I tried to come up with some really hard ones, but now I feel like I've <laughs> made
0: yeah. it too hard
2: now. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You can always pass. Um, but no, I'll be fair. You know, if I say I'm going to say complete the lyric for some of them and then you just I'll read the first bit and then you just say the next bit, even if you don't get the whole way I've written, as long as you know, you say some of it, I'll know that that you got it right. I'll give it you don't worry. I'll be too strict. There is a famous line when we get to the last two minutes. This is a famous moment from Mastermind Justin, where whenever the the host is reading a question and the buzzer goes for the end of the time, he doesn't just stop. He goes, I've started so I'll finish. And then he reads the rest of the question and they can still have another chat. Tra- they can still answer that one. So, All right. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. I think he's dead now, but someone else hosts it now. But um, yeah, I can't remember his name, the guy that hosted it. But, no, yeah. I can't. I can't know. Oh, well, that's his that's legacy he- in the bin, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but,
3: uh, for
2: him. But um, yeah, so we'll start with you. Okay. Are you ready?
3: Yes, go ahead. I'm
2: ready. Hang on. Feels like just as much pressure reading them. Uh, I don't need to be like, I lost because you didn't read them well enough. Um, But okay, right, we'll we'll start. Okay, I'm just reading some of them and thinking, wow, I went I went too far. Okay, right, we'll start now. Complete the lyric.
3: I just wanted to be one of the strokes, and now look at the mess you've made me make. How many tracks are on the album? To Eleven. Correct.
2: Who (laughs) co-produced the album with Alex? James Ford. Correct. Alex Turner began writing the album on which specific instrument? Piano. Yeah, I'll give you that. He received this as a birthday gift. How old was he? 30. Correct. Musician Tom Rowley guested on the album. Which band was he originally a member of? Pass.
3: Complete the lyric. Trust the politics to come along. When you're just trying to get along, oh, no, no. Sorry. no, close. What is the duration of the album? I'll
2: accept a minute's allowance.
3: Um, thirty-eight.
2: No, the album was another consecutive number one album for the band. How many had there been before this? How many number I, one albums have they had? I, yeah, correct. Zach Dawes and which other Mini Mansions member guessed? Don't know. Pass. Complete the lyric reflections in the silver screen of Pass. Where in France was the album partly recorded? Oh, um Lafray. Studios, correct. What is the longest song on the
3: album? Oh um Is it four out of five? No start treatment
2: i give it you're correct what is yeah. the shortest
3: um golden trunks no cam avery of
2: which band contributed backing vocals on she looks like fun pass complete the lyric when true love takes a grip it leaves i've started to you... so our finish go on
3: <laughs> it, oh, is it uh, i'll leave you with say it, sorry say it again dan if you when want. true
2: love, yeah, go on. Complete the lyric. When true love takes a grip, it leaves you without a choice. Correct. Okay, uh, so I'm just gonna, I should have asked you just to count up how many you got right, I just, uh, <laughs> But, <we'll> go, <laughs> but or us, at least run the got, timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, um. We got a, uh, you got to sixteen, so I definitely overregged the pudding with thirty five, didn't I? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got we got a lot of questions to go through at the end. Um, but okay, so you you got the first one right. Now look at the mess you made me make. Second one, 11, you got right. James Ford, you got right. I'll give you a piano. I did say specific, but then I realised that it was too hard. It's a Steinway Vertigrand piano. But I'll, I'll oh, go, wow, yeah. So that's four you got right. Thirty you got right. Of his age, um, Tom Rowley is from Milburn. I knew it was a Sheffield band. yeah. Um, complete the lyrics, just a part school It's when you were just trying to orbit the sun. Uh, you got five. Yeah. Uh, um, what is, so you're on five. What is the duration of the album? You said 38 minutes. It's 40 minutes and 57 seconds. So I couldn't give you that. Unfortunately. Um, the album was another, you got five for that. So you're on six. Uh, Tyler Parkford is the other member of mini mansions that guests on the album. um, you got Strange Societies, so that's seven. Oh, did you get that actually?
3: No. Reflections <laughs> I don't know what in the Silver
2: is. Screen of Strange Societies. I All think right. it's in um it's in uh, science fiction, I think. Reflections in the Silver Screen of Strange Societies. Uh, yeah. you got The Fret, so that's eight. Um Star Treatment You Got, so that's nine. It's American Sports that so is the shortest song on the album. Mm. Um yeah. does anyone know do you know where uh, what band Cam Avery is from? I thought uh no. He is from Tamin Pela. Hmm. oh yeah um and when true love takes grip it leaves you without a choice so you got that so that's 10 so you got 10 so there Good. you go respectable 10, Not 10, 10. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean i'd be awful at this by the way because any any kind of pressure in my mind is goes. yes um <laughs> so there's still but you know at the end we'll, we'll do them and, and we'll do a kind of a round where you can both whoever answers first gets it right and picks up some points there so for both albums so we'll move on to favorite worst nightmare <sighs> just in Ooh, um, you know what? There's a there's a, a comedy show in the UK called The League of Gentlemen, and there's a, a German um, predatory um, gay guy called this. Alice Clark. And every time I, I say Justin, he always goes, "Oh, Justin!" And every time I say it, I just, <laughs> I just can't stop
3: thinking. What. He say, uh, you say you was just in time, Justin. <laughs>
2: yeah, just in time, Justin.
3: Uh, um,
2: but yes, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. Well, here we go. Favorite worst nightmare. We will start now. Complete the lyric You used to get it in your fishnets.
1: Now you only get it in your nightdress.
2: Correct. How many tracks does the album have? 12. Correct. Who produced the album? James Ford. Correct. Who produced it with him? Mike Crossy. Correct. It was (laughs) partly recorded at Motor Museum in which English city? Manchester. No. Complete the lyric. We require your grief. The Fugs Help the Thieves. Pass. Miles Kane guests on 505. What band was he the frontman of at the time? The Little Flames. I'm gonna give it you actually. That's good knowledge. Uh correct. What is the duration of the album? I'll accept within a minute. Thirty six. Correct. How many single releases did the album have? three correct how many b-sides did the era have 11 correct complete the lyric to start to break in half
1: start to break in. hold on to your hearts
2: uh, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end what alternate Are... name was considered for the album i'll accept any of them any alternate lesbian name wednesdays <laughs> That's correct what is the longest song on the album uh if you were there beware correct and what is the shortest d is for
1: dangerous correct what date was the album released 2007 uh april 1st Uh, (laughs) oh oh, really
0: (laughs) (laughs) complete
2: complete the lyric and i bet she told a million people that she'd stay in touch
1: and all the little promises that don't mean much correct
2: which film director
1: took the helm for the teddy picker video oh teddy picker oh is it richard are uh, you something nope. <laughs> okay. no okay right. uh, docked in
2: tempestuous bays is said in which i've started so i'll finish so that's the end but docked in tempestuous bays is said in which song um, uh, do me a favor no okay Okay, let's go through them so you did pretty well there we got that was a question um that was question 18 so you got to 18 so that's pretty good um so you got the first one the "Plus adolescent lyric you got 12 james ford you got mike crossy and i'm claiming because you're a listener to the podcast yeah for sure sure. (laughs) (laughs) um motor museum which you passed on so you said manchester did not you it's in liverpool so, ah, okay. Yeah. don't get the two confused one's full of terrible people like miles and one's full of good people like us um but uh, no i love them really um so you said um okay so we'll debate whether to give you this so we said we require your grief the folks help the thieves and you said to rob the words from her gob but it does say as they i trying that one didn't i oh did you get that sorry oh you did sorry yeah i'm thinking of think one. The yeah sorry it's we require your grief the folks help the thieves as they're trying to rob the words from her gob you're mm-hmm. on four at the moment. It's from If You're there, Everywhere, obviously. Uh, you said okay, so I asked what band was the front man of at the time. Now he was the front man of the Rascals at the time, but I did think to myself before if he says Little Flames, I'll give it him because as an American in particular, to to know the Little Flames is pretty like insane because there's very few. Well, English I listen to, to the, little the
1: Little Flames, but not the Rascals. Yeah, so, well, that's because the Rascals yeah.
2: aren't on Spotify. That's <laughs> right. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you can't
1: listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: yeah, so I'm gonna give you that one. I think that's fair um so you're on five duration of the album yeah 37 good it's 37 18 seconds oh okay yeah yeah, so uh, you know i i think you said 36 so i thought yeah within a minute so pretty much um three single releases you got that right um b-sides 11 i can't believe you got that one so quick as well That's oh, insane. i listen I mean, to those things all the time <laughs> i thought i thought he's not going to know this one um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i thought i thought it's going to get i thought when i wrote it i thought it's going to get murky that one because it's going to be like is bad woman a b-sider is it a cover and people mm. are going to go nuts but we have that rule that if it's our re- actual release it's a b-side that's that's kind of the podcast rule i guess. I
1: actually like counting them up in my mind almost skipped the matador um De frame release yeah. I, was, no, I almost said nine i was like nope there's two more <laughs> yeah
2: that was that was something i thought as well because because i thought is it classed as a single release or is it b sides? Mm-hmm. yeah it's a weird one um okay so you said ah this is the one that we'll, we'll let we'll let Matt decide whether he's gonna be nice enough to give it you or not but um to start to break in half you said hold on to your heart but um, it's to start to fall apart, hold on to your heart. Um, so, you got part of it. What do you reckon,
3: Mark? Is that? Is um, that, not, is that did he miss too much? Well, he's, he's easily beaten me, so I'm going to say no. No, I'm good. <laughs> <Okay. joking. laughs> I, no, I, I have to take
2: your first answer. I'm not giving him. Um, so, <laughs> you said Lesbian Wednesdays, correct? I would have also accepted Gordon Brown or Gary mm. Barlow so yeah um they're the other names considered uh longest song of the album if you're there beware well done d's for dangerous shortest well done so 23rd of april 2007 the album release but i'm going to give you april mm-hmm. 2007 because that's pretty solid knowledge um and then uh, all the little promises that don't mean much from only ones who know you got right it's not richard aiwada who did teddy picker it's roman coppola who did Teddy mm, Picker. Yeah. Okay. If you've been listening to the episode that we covered, you know that. And then <laughs> Dogs in, in Tempestuous Bays, he said, in Which song? Too Much to Ask is the song. Ah, uh, okay. In. So that was, uh, you got one, two, three, four. I still can't believe you got Mike Crossing. I'm so taking the credit for that. Four, five. Absolute, you six, absolutely should seven. for that one.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Nick, we'll give it to Nick as well, shall we? Eight, uh, nine, 10 11 12. wow 13 13 out of 18 that's pretty good going i'd say really and cool. what what did you get again mike you got 10. Uh, so, so 10 this is still pretty close then because I'm oh, gonna put it out. We'll, we'll go back to tranquility first so we stopped at number 16. so what i'm going to do is i'm going to say the, per, the the one and either both pass and we'll move on or whoever says the answer first if you say the answer and you're wrong then will uh, it goes to the other person automatically? You you phased out like it's catchphrase, yeah. which is a, something you won't understand what I've just said, Justin. But um, <laughs> um, okay. The lyrics on "She Looks Like Fun" are inspired by which American comedy drama series? And yes, I did get that deep because I thought you'd be whizzing through it like there's no tomorrow.
3: <laughs> comedy drama in America. Um, yeah, she looks. I've like never fun. heard this. Oh.
2: I'd Just like, like to do actually, but I'll, I'll, I'll pass. Any ideas, Justin? Okay. Um, um, it, office? <laughs> no, it's a show called High Maintenance, which was on wow. HBO, which is basically, I would recommend it, it's Basically, it's about a drug dealer in New York who's a weed dealer on his bike. And he, he every episode, he goes to deliver weed to a new client. And it, the story is just about that new client and an interesting story. He gets into them, mm-hmm. a funny story. And every episode, it's a different story. And it's very Alex. And it's, it's she, that's why she looks like fun with the listing of the stuff. And, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing inspired it with uh-huh. it having different escapades in it. Yeah. So there you go. We learned some at least. Yeah. Um, and, okay, next one. The album, obviously, we said Lafrette was the studio in... France, but the album was also recorded at what studios in Hollywood?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna give you both a clue. It's also the name of the guitar amp.
1: Oh, <laughs> don't know, <maybe> orange, well. <laughs> orange studio. <laughs> no, no,
2: Justin's out. Do you want to take a guess, <laughs> uh, an amp at least? Red red studios <laughs> no it's no, vox, pass, Stu- vox, vox studios in the oh name of vox yeah um okay next one philanthropic toga party is a line from which song anyways correct okay yes. so that, puts you, <laughs> that puts you on 14 um what date was the album released may 2018 Correct. Wow, Ooh, that puts you on eleven. It's getting in spicy. Uh, <laughs> name, name the first single release. Probably we'll five. will start at five. Uh, <laughs> Matt just pitched you to the first there, um, so that's twelve. I'm closing in, and the second single release, Tranquility Base. Correct, thirteen. Oh, Ooh. Okay, complete the lyric. I want to make a simple point about peace
1: and love. but in a simple way like it's not obvious or uh in a certain way but ah (laughs) no i'm I'm gonna be really strict on this because you know
3: points is love so gotta gotta hand it over to matt oh i think i thought i did have it and then i was nodding along thinking you got it It it's close in a simple way that's. i think i've just said the exact same thing (laughs) i can't remember it's gone completely out my head
2: well, you were very close, but there's one crucial word that you mm-hmm. that you got wrong. It isn't simple, it's but in a sexy way, or it's ah, not obvious. And I, I, can't, I can't allow simple over sexy. No, yeah. I, I like saying sexy is <laughs> too good. Yeah, That's
3: fair. <laughs> I think it's fair that we got simple instead of sexy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of lesser songwriters would have put simple, you know. So again, the genius of Alex, the sexy, makes women's and mine heart jump. Uh, so still 14-13, still close stuff. The album was the UK's best-selling what in 25 years? Vinyl? Yes. Ooh, it's wow. all even. Even Stevens. So. Okay, 14 all. Well, we still got, obviously, Justin's era to do as well, but there is still another 10 questions
1: here because I wrote so many. <laughs> uh, which,
2: which two tracks fade into one another?
1: A One Point Perspective and American Sports. Correct. 1514. You only said it earlier. I was like, oh, he said it. I've got that question. Okay.
2: This is an interesting one. So, 1514. Which song inadvertently predicted the 2020 COVID pandemic? Golden Trunks. No. Based out. Matt to you. She looks like fun. Correct.
3: Do you know why? You've already got the point. Yeah, yeah. So it's 1515. 15. So, my. Um... What was it taking it all off the street as of march? yeah as of March? We, so would take and um,
2: there's nobody on the streets it's all gone yeah. online as of march mm. which yeah which is what
1: happened
2: uh, actually, i don't know <laughs> did that happen in america in march or was it like
1: actually yeah, well i was in korea at the time and it hit oh, korea it in, i guess february march yeah yeah
2: yeah, mm. yeah so yeah alex predicting the future there Crazy. um so that is now 15 all again. Okay, this is why <laughs> some of these questions, honestly, I really thought I oh, was gonna whisk through these, so I'm really gonna get into the weeds with them. If you thought high maintenance was in the weeds. Uh which piece of head garment is referenced in Monster Truck? Oh, that's all right, actually. Which piece of head garment is referenced in uh I'm not gonna say the full title, Monster Truck.
3: Oh, is it a is it a T cosy or something like that?
2: No, not traditionally a head garment, unless you're in Harry Potter and you're a house elf. But
0: yeah,
1: A bowler cap, bowler.
2: Does it say bowler? no? No, I thought you I thought you that Actually, it's um, you and Lily wearing Stetson hats. Ah, Stetson, Stetson. hats. Yeah, well, my favorite um, part of that song actually. Um, so fifth, fifth still fifteen all. Okay, here we go. Which film director inspired the music videos for the era?
1: Ah, um, Stanley Kubrick. Correct. Sixteen
2: fifteen. Oh, this was this was my favorite question that I wrote. Okay, so here it is. <laughs> I felt really proud of myself for like two hours. Okay, here we go. If I was your babe, what would you be kissing me under on a crisp eve?
1: Moon side boob.
2: Correct. Oh yes <laughs> I, was right, I was like
1: that should be on a game show that's amazing um, that was yeah. one where my mind just went blank i was like i know this is a jamie thing shit no, <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: it looks could. it looks like a moon side boob yeah. um 16 <laughs> all uh 16 all is this yeah 16 all okay what track recording machine did alex use to make the demos i mean that's ridiculous i mean yeah do you want to have go <laughs> A brand of tape <laughs>
1: machine. Well, that I, I remember like reading about it, but I can't remember. Yeah. I thought you were going to come in then and not get it right.
2: um, You both pass. Uh, but, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. This is how I thought we were going to whip for them. Uh, it's a Tascam 388 8-track recording mm-hmm. machine. Um, okay. <laughs> Name the drummer of the band Guards who contributed on four out of five. That's right. They needed more than held us. Can you believe it? another drummer um from the band guards who i've never heard of i'll be honest no i'm, I'm not, not familiar yeah. <laughs> it is lauren humphrey like lauren like l-o-r-e-n uh, a male name i think okay mm. so it's uh still 16 or oh, no sorry yeah 16 oh name the 1973 film that inspired the lyrics and even features on the album so the title, it's it's inspired the lyrics of the album, and it even features as a lyric ah. on the album. Oh. Um,
1: oh, my God. <laughs> my friends are going to give me a lot of shit for this. Um,
3: <laughs> I know. I keep thinking of ones, but I know it's not that year. 73. Oh uh,
2: no! That that's the year, but what's the title of the film? The film isn't called Seventy Three. No, that's the year. Nineteen Seventy Three is when it came out. Well, what's the name of the yeah, film? Yeah, um... yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'd, I'd give you a clue what song it's in, but I've blanked myself. I think it's in. I think it's in science fiction. I think it's in. Yeah, I think so.
3: I'll be wrong with
2: that. It's not. Yeah,
3: it's creature from the black lagoon, is it? No. that's before it's a stanley
1: kubrick film right
3: it's not i I think it's um, a
1: space odyssey 2001 a space odyssey no Uh, it's not a
2: kubrick film either um it's world on a wire which is a, a film that inspired the Inspired Alex to write the lyrics, and then obviously he says, uh, Well, oh, what is it wow. science fiction? Wow. Why, uh... yeah. Well, um, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's it it? some science fiction. Oh, yeah. yes. I've got oh. that noise in my head when I say <laughs> <yeah, like>. it. <inaudible variables> <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So still 16 all. Oh, no. You got Stanley Kubrick. No, no. It's still 16 all. Yeah. Complete the lyric, Mr. Bridge and Tunnel. On the Starlight Express? Correct. 1716. Yeah. Great line. Um, and now so this one to end the tranquility questions complete the lyric to the era cover i saw you dancing like sinatra yeah you know what i think i'll give it you yeah it's, it? It's, it's it's you moved like a move sinatra, like sinatra. I think sinatra. it's <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a <laughs> obscure one that i think uh, i'm gonna uh, give it yeah 1860 sinatra. yeah and yeah. it's uh, what is it? What's a song called Dash. I don't even know what the song's called. It's, but yeah, it's, it, yeah, Untitled or <laughs> Minus or something, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> that Ed Sheeran album. Just, is it Minus Sign? Is it Flash? I don't know. <laughs> um, shit, either way. But yeah, so 1816. <laughs> right. So, okay, so we move on to Favorite Worst Nightmare questions. Okay, you ready? What was the second single released? Fluorescent Adolescent. Correct. So there you go, 1817. Um, okay, who directed that video? Richard Iowade. <laughs> <laughs> 18. <laughs> 18 all. Which Hollywood actor starred? Stephen Graham. Correct, 1918. Yeah. What else did Richard Iwadi direct for them in this era? In this era? Um. of this time, of this time, of this tour.
3: Not bright. Oh. um, It's not not a music video. Yeah. Oh, Live at the Apollo. Correct. Ah, yeah,
2: that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2018 to Matthew.
3: Complete the lyric, you can't kid us. And you couldn't kid anyone?
2: Oh. Oh. Oh, do I give it? No, I was kind of with the Sinatra one, so I'm phasing you out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <that was cool. laughs>
1: Justin? And you can't trick anyone? Correct. <laughs> so, uh, 20, 2019.
2: <laughs> Which two tracks fade into one another?
1: Uh, this house is a circus, and if you were there, beware.
2: Correct. 20 all. This is so hard for you, Justin, but I think it might be equally as hard for my. Remember, this was questions for your era, so. <laughs> yeah. The album cover art was taken at a house in what district of Liverpool? It might be hard for you too, Matt. To be honest with you, <laughs> I think I know it. Oh God, tense! It's 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 so tense that Does I it might be have K? to. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, it didn't begin with You both still in it though? Uh, Tox. What do you say, top stuff no i I can't understand what you're saying but you're not saying that i don't think (laughs) i was doing something in a skull accent. (laughs) uh it's a very scarce word
1: actually no it's not do you want to take any guesses justin is it like uh i don't know the district now i'm trying to think you guys i remember when y'all talked about it and like reading off all the names of all the designers and everything is it like gaston or oh you know what
2: you know what, what? just is- because that is so close and you're american and you clearly got that from listening to the pod which <laughs> was, that i'm gonna give it you because that is pretty impressive because it's it's garston so the fact that you okay. knew that <laughs> is, pretty, yeah. is pretty
1: cool so um, what like what would be the spelling on that uh g-a-r-s-t-o-n okay
2: yeah. okay i got yeah. you So pretty much says so, you see but it's a very scouse word that's like, it's like gaston, mm-hmm. Gas, mm-hmm. Gaston. <laughs> gaston. i sorry, my, gaston gas gas miles would miles would say that as he slipped off his pants and did <laughs> god knows what next <laughs> Se- Seemed to be in the national newspapers i imagine um but so that is 21 20 to justin okay producer james ford plays guitar on which track uh only ones who know Correct. Twenty two twenty. The album won Best British Album at which music awards? Brit Awards. Correct. Twenty-two twenty-one. They attended the awards dressed as what? Uh, Wizard of Oz. No, phased out. You fell into my <laughs> trap.
3: You fell into my trap.
2: <laughs> I laid the trap.
3: Oh, I know what it is. Do you have a guess, Matt? Oh, um, i was going to say the same thing as well but i know that's that was on um
2: that was when they couldn't attend the the oh. first album i was and they did the kind of videos that they sent over
3: i can't i can't think i've been sat here thinking for ages okay do, do you know what it is just i can't get the point is it you know the it is. clowns oh no
2: no no, no it's, it's not that the was clowns the, that was the other video they sent they attended okay. because they were nightmare <laughs> brits dressed as farmers just oh, like posh apparently. farmers with like um, flat caps on and everything. Yeah, <laughs> of course. The silly buggers. But yeah. Um, so yeah, still 22, 21. The bad thing depicts an in a relationship female celebrity flirting with Alex. Who is that celebrity? I covered it not that long ago. Cheers. Yeah. i <laughs> say covered it. Resented covered it. <laughs>
3: i i don't know it's somebody really annoying isn't it i do remember it now
2: i I can't really give you a clue because it would be too good of a clue for you matt and not a good clue for Justin. I fear. both passing yeah yeah the clue i would have given you matt would have been pete doherty was the person that this person was in a relationship with
3: kate moss yeah. Was oh, I wouldn't have got
2: mm-hmm. it. My dog. Um, yeah, trying it on with Alex. Uh, but yeah, so still 22, 21. Uh, okay. If I was a lovely lad, what would the walls make me? Sweat. No. Phased out. <laughs>
3: Pass. don't know. Uh,
2: sinners. Ah, mate's.
1: Sentence, yeah, lovely schools, mate, lovely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was a bit of a. Oh, I was thinking about Cornerstone,
2: Cornerstone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so still 22 21. Florissant adolescent was co written by who Joanna Bennett, correct? 9 23 21, now married to Kings of Leon, dude. Yeah, um, if you were there, beware depicts a phone call between a journalist and who alex's grandmother yes or if you were from here you'd say alex's nan Twenty three twenty one. but i'll give it you i'll give it, it you okay. uh 24 21. um okay complete the lyric and and when did your list
3: replace the twist
2: correct 24 22 and turn but i'll give you that cause it's there. Nah. okay okay complete the lyric again brian Tom Marks for not trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 25 22.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, so Ju- Justin has one because it's the um the last question here, but yeah, it is the last one. Complete the lyric to the era cover. When you left the house this evening. To so the era cover. Oh, era cover. I'll give you a clue, it's not Alex singing the cover,
1: and it's this era. Ah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> I thought you'd be back in a little while. Yes, Very
2: yeah, good. Good. <laughs> bad yeah. woman, bad woman. <laughs> <laughs> So, though tw- yeah when you love the house this oh, evening um uh, in richard hawley's dulcet yeah. tones uh so 26 22. now so well done justin um you so nick sent me i, I said to nick okay so i'm gonna put this in here i didn't <laughs> include this because i thought it would be way too harsh on justin but i said to him like i've got i've, I've got like 20 questions for Pay hey west nightmare i need to do 15 more didn't in the end but it made for a from round there um I said to him, can you send me a question? Any favorite nightmare questions? And he sent me this and I'd be interested to know if either of you get it. In the Teddy Picker video, Helders is drinking what brand of cider?
3: Um, Strong Bar? No. No, it's not going to be, is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Justin probably doesn't have a clue. No, it, nah. it was Magnus. It was Magnus. And I said to Nick, I can't ask Justin that. He's not going to know what the f- <laughs> fuck I'm talking about if I ask him that. A, it's really hard as it is. It's a good, great question, but like, in, but like, but it's not even from the UK. He's not going to know what Magnus is. Um, it, it was but, popular uh, around
3: that time, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it was I very popular remember, yeah, around that time.
2: Yeah, he's there in the pub with his pint to Magnus. Um,
3: but yeah. Okay, so
2: that was fun. So just a new win. Now we're going to do something where we, together, as a group, rank and decide the order of the best music uh, videos from the first two eras that we've already covered. Because if I think if I did them all, Nick would have a a breakdown um, (laughs) that that he wasn't involved. So we'll just do those two. He's probably going to break down now. Listening, actually, um, but um, oh, I just meant—I just meant to remember that when you said earlier that your favorite album was *Tranquility*, Mark, I was all prepped to do this.
0: Advances really get me in the mood <laughs> there you
2: go. Seems that they do. Yes, we're going to rank the music videos, but it kind of seems like, wouldn't you both say, that in a way we're kind of reviewing them. Yeah. Okay. Through, yeah. So let's start at the beginning, shall we? Should we start mm-hmm. with "Fake Tales of San Francisco"? The kind of it's not not, I guess, kind of half fan made, I guess, or half. It's a bit independent yeah. music video, let's say.
1: In, in just like a video. compilation, mostly, yeah, just like some live stuff, yeah. I love and this video so actually we should just say just to just to get our biases out of the way so my favorite
2: think, video full we'll stop that you'll know from the pod is teddy picker the teddy picker video is still my favorite it's still one that like if i'm drunk and we're just playing youtube random <laughs> in the background as soon as i hear the stand <laughs> up to the sun of the it warm up i'm like oh my god it's on um i love that video so much and um, that's my favorite what's your favorite video from this era? so um
1: there was like three kind of competing a lot but i put my number one at leave before the lights come on great choice yeah yeah um, just from like i'm like always reviewing movies and stuff too so i'm always looking at like what is the store here and like what, what are these people <laughs> doing and stuff
0: <laughs> so and the, yeah
1: the video has two movie uk movie stars in it um,
2: yeah 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 mm-hmm. she's in uh liz from Shaun of the dead mm-hmm. and well Patty Constantine's kind of a Uh, transatlantic star now as well because he's in a house of dragon i believe and stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but yeah so yeah great story interesting story that video tells in no way relates to the song but it's just kind of an interesting tale um Mm -hmm. which strange strange idea i was thinking who had that idea like who was it that
1: came in the room went let's do this (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of those too. I think, I think just in you'll see in my rankings, I give more points towards, I guess, like some kind of story. So, all mm-hmm. of the ones which is kind of unfortunate too, I feel kind of conflicted because a lot of the story ones don't involve the band in any kind of way. So, I'm always conflicted because I'm like, I would like to see the band in the videos but most of the time they're just not unless it's like a compilation or they're performing like mm. in the studio or live on stage or something so i am a little conflicted about that but i did give more weight towards the storied ones
2: for sure no i agree with you i think i think with with the teddy Picker of women favorites i guess it's nostalgic and i think but at the time it was a little slice of seeing them in the studio which we hadn't really seen before because at the time there wasn't mm-hmm. as much stuff you know youtube videos mm-hmm. of stuff like that out there apart from Hell, there's little clips so i think that's where that comes from and the same goes for fake tales i guess because i suppose when i watch that original fake tales it's very nostalgic because it reminds me of being you know 15 14 15 mm-hmm. and seeing that video and being like oh my god and seeing those gigs and alex just doing that mad dance when it goes yeah. fast and stuff like yeah crazy crazy but but obviously i don't think fake tales will be the top
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, it is charming though just because <laughs> yeah. of the age because i mean that even maybe maybe you know better about this i would assume that that came out before the actual yeah. album came out because i assume it came out with the five minutes or whatever i, I um, could be wrong but i think it even came out before Dancefloor. yeah um,
2: okay, yeah yeah so it was like just it wasn't even a video it's not like it was a video that i think it did then get put on tv when mm-hmm. they became big news but it was just a fan thing it was kind okay. of a shared thing i think i don't think there was anything particular i think there's a small you've seen it a lot with them there's a very small production company called bang bang films in sheffield mm-hmm. that that they kind of knew the people and they were making their videos and stuff so yeah it was kind of a bit of um in the same way they, they did everything then they were Doing it themselves, making stuff, yeah. getting those of traction. So yeah, um, you know, even if they weren't doing it on purpose, and everything kind of was happening around them, it yeah. was still cool. Um, also, so they like us to believe, um, <laughs> but yeah. The and then and then obviously dance floor video is a it's it's a hard one. This because again, I prefer music videos with stories as well. But mm. that was like because I got into them. Somebody had given me um, like my cousin had kind of got me into them on this you know pirated copy of the first album and got into them and then this video came out and it was like the coolest thing ever because it was just them playing it and they didn't look like a band. They didn't look like, Mm. they just like us, you know, they were dressed like us and they spoke like us. And he says at the start, um, you know, don't believe the hype. And it's like, Whoa, what the fuck is this guy? And they just played this live version of the song and elders is winking at the calm and it was shot like some kind of old TV show here. And, um, yeah that's a, and it was on the news because this because the album was like the fastest selling debut album here so it was mm-hmm. like beat like the big news at 10 o'clock that everyone used to watch back when people used to watch the news at scheduled time <laughs> 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 and it was like it was like 10 o'clock news and it was like a yeah, band arctic monkeys have broken that and it's just crazy they were everywhere so that video is like yeah very nostalgic again mm-hmm. um, and cool um how does that how does that video play in america when you were that age when you see that video on tv if it did it get a lot of airtime. i don't even
1: know well i don't remember ever seeing it on television um so and i remember when you guys were covering it i think you kind of mentioned when you were covering the uh the dance floor episode that it and you just said like it looks like an old kind of tv show and so even watching it now it doesn't give me any kind of vibes it honestly Mm. i kind of confuse it with i think one of their covers at the time from that same era was (laughs) take it or leave it and i always i would watch that a lot because it wasn't an actually like released song and so watching it this time i was like just kind of confusing those moments in my mind yeah honestly
2: Yeah. yeah, if he, if it wasn't part of the zeitgeist like it was mm-hmm. here, I could see why that would be. And yeah, it's similar to that. It's funny mm-hmm. you say that actually, because I think their idea for the video, though we put it to looking a bit like, um, I think it was the the Grey Whistle Test, this the show that used to show um, bands. Or um, there was a few of them back in the day here where they just have a band, different bands performing. Mm-hmm. I think they actually had the idea. It's very similar to a to a Strokes video. Can't think how Strokes video is, but there's a Strokes video where the band just play a live version of the song in a very similar way. I Mm. think an early Strokes video, um, I can't remember what song it is now, but but yeah, it always reminds me of that. So I think in their minds, maybe because they were such big strokes fans that maybe they were, you know, tapping into that as well. Um, but yeah, no, so it's interesting, isn't it? How like personal experiences change it and yeah. So When the Sun Goes Down wouldn't have been one that you would have seen on TV either at the time? It wasn't. I mean, when did... The, I guess they made a little dents at the time, didn't they? But I guess I, the first time I remember them being a thing a big thing in America was kind of maybe Suck It and See, was when because they, they went on tour with the Black Keys and stuff, and I think they started to get a bit more traction, and then obviously um, took them to that next level, but...
1: So the first time I saw them live was in on the Humbug tour um, in 2009 okay, cool. in Louisiana, um, the Ooh, House of Blues in New that's Orleans. So cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. So Michael. I have an we amazing story <laughs> to go with that. So um, me and my friends, it was um, the first time I had been to New Orleans and uh, the, the two friends I went with his sister lived in New Orleans. So that's why we chose to go there. And we showed up super early because it's like a 10 hour drive and. And they just so happened to be there. Well, we showed up at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon and walked into the venue and were literally standing right next to the stage while they were um, practicing. And wow. they did a song that they've never performed live. We watched them perform the arcade fire song that's in it, that was in the trailer for uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Um, which wow. had I think come out at that, that same year. And so we recognized it. And I always thought that that was going to be like a diamonds are forever or some kind of cover that came out and they never performed it. Like we watched them sound check it and they never performed it ever again. It was the wildest thing. And we were standing there. I remember like Alex looked over at me and I was like, oh, shit, we shouldn't be here. And we like (laughs) kind of bounced after that. And it was (laughs) fucking crazy. Yeah. So but that was 2009 and the venue was packed out. That was a house of house of blues or whatever. I think. Yeah. House of blues. Yeah. So. Well, that's a fucking cool story that I'm jealous yeah, of. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was like that one moment. I saw them two other times after that. Nothing ever like that happened again. But yeah, it was a wild uh, situation. I think, I think we're having technical
2: difficulties. I think Justin's mic's not working. I think we're cutting him out. Oh my God. No, I'm just winding up. Okay. Just, I'm just jealous. I'm bitter, bitter, okay. bitter and jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, That's great. Um That's wow. What, what a cool story. So they'd never. Uh, yeah, because they never have covered an arcade fire song have they so no, yeah i have to look that
1: up i'll look it up it was um i remember at the time because we were like oh i recognize the trailer that
2: was- i think you know what you mean yeah, where the wild many, are. Like, trailers like the
1: ones that they do wake so, up it's in- called wake up um, by the okay. arcade fire yeah so but it does have a story it does a story. yeah and the same guy too, who's in um Steve, I know him Steve from Graham, like Boardwalk yeah. Empire. Or, uh, yes, Boardwalk I, yeah, 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 Ocupone, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because he's he's very liver in real life. Um uh, he does a, he's in a lot of America stuff now, isn't he? He's in Gangs in yeah. New York as well, I think. Yeah. Um uh, he was in The Irishman last year. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, um yeah, obviously tells a story that's pretty similar to the song. The mm-hmm. actual short film, the full short film from mm-hmm. it is was they basically made it. Because of the song, they, they had mm-hmm. the idea from the song, so all shot in that area that the song's about again. Bang Bang films, uh, Andy's in it getting yeah. accosted by a prostitute. But right. what's your favorite video, Matt?
3: Um, Teddy Picker, same, yeah. Is, it, is yeah,
2: it, um, it for me? It's just because it reminds me of how cool it was at the time because you'd never really seen them in the studio and stuff,
3: like pretty much. Um, I did, I do love uh, Leave Before the Lights, um, come on as well. Again, for the story, that was Justin great, great yeah. little twist. Mm-hmm. And a great actor <laughs> in it as well. Um, but yeah, Teddy Picker. I've always liked that video. Hmm.
2: By the way, if you you might not have seen this, Justin, but you should check out a film called Dead Man's Shoes. Um, oh, yeah, it. I know you do horror covers, but I guess it's kind of a thriller, isn't it? It's, it's a bit like it's we, a terrifying. We blur that it. line a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon you could probably cover it and you would probably. you would watch one of the most intense films you've probably ever seen. It's it's madness. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually made by the production. I think it's the same production company that do some of Arctic Monkey stuff. So it's, okay. it's in Sheffield. I filmed in Sheffield, I think. So yeah, you should check it out. Okay. But um, but yeah, um, so okay. So we got to the do there. So let's, because otherwise this pod's going to be about three hours long if we don't speed this up. So Fake Tales is, as I say to Nick every week when we're recording. Um, so let, let's go. We'll take our personal biases out of it. We've got Fake Tales, Dance for. Shall we uh view from the afternoon? Oh, sorry, leave for the lights come on. Oh, what am I doing? Fake Tales for when the Sun goes down, View from the Afternoon, Leave for the Lights Come On. Brian Storm, Teddy Picker, First Adolescent. Mm-hmm. Now, View from the Afternoon is a really interesting one in terms of story as well. Um, because mm-hmm. it's obviously just a a drummer on a council estate there in the UK outside some flats being terrorized by people, some weird stuff that I think I tried to delve into. And I can't remember now because it was so long that they covered it. But there's like an Internet theory about how it all relates to Buddha. Yeah, yeah, Buddha. Yeah. And I remember getting Mm -hmm. really deep on it and I was like, what am I doing? Um, But um, (laughs) some of it, some of it stood up, some of it stood up. I don't know if that's where the band's minds were at at the time, if I'm being honest, but there you go. Um, The director might have been, though. So I think if I was to take my personal biases aside, Because here's kind of runs down for me. Fate Tales is a fan-made video, basically, essentially, Mm -hmm. an indie music video. Dance Floor is just them performing, but in a cool way, and it's very nostalgic. When the Sun Goes Down is actually a short film that's then Mm -hmm. edited down, so interesting. View from the Afternoon is an interesting take, especially, and them also knowing that the drums are the key aspect of that song to be able to, to do that. Brian Storm is basically a Beyonce video with the band playing, Teddy Picker again, live performance and first adolescent is again another sort of cool idea that kind of links to the song in sound, I'd say, in a weird way clowns fighting and stuff. But it's kind of a film called Quadrophenia here in the UK, Mm. an old film about mods fighting, and it's kind of that with clowns, I suppose. Um, So it's that's yeah, interesting video. Um, So, what speaking objectively, what I wonder what we all agree is. The, the, the least uh, interesting video out of all of them. I think if I was to take my biases out, I'd probably have to go Fake Tales just because it's so independent.
1: That's the one I have in my last spot.
3: I is think, it really? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
3: I, I quite like the charm of it, to be honest. I, 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 mean, I love the charm in a it, way. Yeah.
1: It is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my
2: second yeah. choice for that spot could be Brian Storm, though. Mm. I have, it makes me laugh, but it isn't got a whole lot of interest around it really um mm. so yeah i'd be overall with those i think
1: i would be i so i have brainstorm a little bit higher up but of the ones I, that would be the one i would be okay to drop because it doesn't have the story and it's more just style um i think it's funny that it, as heavy as a song as it is and is different for arctic monkeys the dance style that goes with it was always yeah. kind of humorous for me but it's, it's not yeah. Yeah, no story or anything. So yeah, I'll, yeah, I could drop that one for sure. Yeah, but I well, agree. I think well, I, you I quite that, like.
3: Yeah. I, I agree. Actually, I do. I, I think I. I so, well, mostly I prefer bands. Sometimes just playing, you mm. know, for music videos. I, I do quite like, mm. but it is it is quite a boring video. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, maybe you can I tell me, Matt. A lot. I, I was trying to remember. I always felt also, although it looked like seventies, the dance floor video in their minds might have been inspired by a Strokes video where they just play couldn't remember the stroke song it's very similar they just come out last and night just play it. is it last night i was I so sure so. it wasn't but... behind
3: strokes hasn't it yeah it is last night isn't it i, I think just... it is it's yeah. funny
2: both both of their songs that uh were two of their most famous songs that everyone hates uh <laughs> like when fans hate you know fans love to hate the songs i imagine strokes really big stroke it's probably like if you say last night's the best song they'll tear your eyes out <laughs> i imagine but um yeah, so, I, okay, let, let's meet in the middle and say that Brian Storm and, and Fake Tales go in those last two slots in whatever <laughs> order we want to put them in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Probably my next least favourite one. Ooh, if I was to crack one on, I, I, you know, it probably would be Dance for because it is very nostalgic for me, but I'm not very likely to watch it if I had the choice, mm. so I'd, I'd probably go Dance for next, but I could be swayed. Um,
3: I... Well, I suppose Dance Floor, I would I, I very rarely listen to that song anyway. Mm, so I certainly yeah. wouldn't watch that video again. Mm-hmm. Unless it came up on yeah. sort of YouTube shuffle, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unless Alex is shouting ladies
1: before it, I'm not interested really in that song <laughs> yeah. anymore.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's in my so I had Fake Tales and then Dance Floor. So I would be fine to drop it. Yeah. To cool. The so Dance Floor yeah. next.
2: Okay. okay. So next I would ooh, it's getting a bit murky, isn't it? I guess I would have to go then. In that essence, I would probably have to go with the view from the afternoon because although I think it's an interesting story, it, it and I love watching it, but it isn't held if, if it was held as playing the drums in that video. Yeah. Mm. If I was gonna, I would rather put on the um the mat um uh, what's it called multi cam mat from live at the Apollo and watch that than watch mm-hmm. the view from the afternoon video. So because it's not held as it gets deducted points and it is mm. a bit funny if you're from kind of accounts if you know kind state sort of area in the uk it's pretty funny to watch that video because you can sort of you can see the characters in the people that they you know who those we think oh yeah that would be him he'd be throwing kebab meat at them um but yeah but other than that yeah it's probably gonna have to go next for me
1: my only other one that i would like so i'm not really crazy about the fluorescent adolescent video mostly just because it's kind of random i always was i had this crazy conspiracy theory or just like theory that like they intended to have this house as a circus as a single and that would be the video for it because it kind of fits the more chaotic nature of it and the clowns Mm -hmm. but for fluorescent adolescent it never really hit for me and since it's just uh nothing's time to the music nothing you know it literally you could put uh, any kind of song over it and it would be fine it wouldn't change anything about the video so i was always like
2: hmm
0: i
1: wonder if this was really made for this song i don't know yeah i'm i know what you mean i don't think i ever watch
2: it really i think the last time i'd watched it in years was when i when we sat down to do the episode and i think i know what you mean i love it It, i think I, i loved it then because it was rich diwadi and it was Mm. um there's a bit of like there's bits and it reminds me of a tv show called spaced here and there's there's the clown stuff that's a bit like quadrophenia and it's kind of it's kind of taking the piss out of british sort of gangster films which i can't stand anyway so it kind of a lot plays into it but but then i think it's amp i might be getting kind of mixed up in the fact that when they went on jonathan ross dressed as clowns um Mm and they performed it live yeah. dressed as clowns might be feeding into that as well. Cause I love that when they did that. So, um, I actually a picture of me out there dressed as a sad clown on Halloween that year. Cause I was oh, so God. obsessed with it, but I have to get that out there in the ether. But, um, <laughs> yeah, i got over a lot of girls that night. It was a very good costume. Um, back in my day get that in there. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be, it would probably next for me anyway. So I mm. wouldn't fight you on it now. Mm-hmm.
3: It quite high me, I think. I think I got back into it again when it came back into the set. When it came back to the UK Mm -hmm. for the tour, Um, I would like to test that theory though, Justin. Like if we if we tried, I might try it one time. Download the video and try a few tracks over it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I think. I think fluorescent adolescent and I could look it up and, um, this house circus are close, like within, I would probably guess 10 to 15 seconds to where if there was some extra footage or they cut it down, it would be easy. That was always my guess. Um, but as far as I remember, nothing links specifically to the music or like music hits or anything like
3: that. So. I think there's one part of quarters, I, think- I think where they look mm. back at the self and the younger and it's uh it's the um where did you go yes mm, exactly. where did I you go yeah
2: yeah i i, I think it, do you remember when we covered it and we were talking about how to us it sounded like carnivalesque and it sounded yeah. like nostalgia because it is about somebody looking back on their life and i think yeah. clowns i think i think they're playing on clowns and adolescents mm, and I, I think the idea i think the story is basically that it's two friends that were friends as kids that were from different worlds and then they've mm. grown up and grown apart and they're fighting but then in that moment they realize and remember how they used to be friends which is kind of a take on flesh adolescent, adolescent in a way yeah you know in, in that concept of being older and looking back and how exciting your life was then and how things are different mm. now so i think yeah i think i've taught myself into having it a bit higher guess, having it higher <laughs> <laughs> but um but i think that's what feeds into it but but yeah and it's I always wondered why when they took that house apart for the cover of, they went to all the effort in Gaston of taking that house apart and designing it and doing the cover, why they didn't just shoot at this house as a circus video while they're in a house with all that stuff in it.
1: That is a go. shame. Yeah. Because I love <laughs> the album art as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But there you go. They didn't. Um, or a barclava video that no one wants. Could be. in. There. <laughs> uh, that is one of the ones where the metaphor stood. So I've got to stress that. But at least that didn't let me down. Um <laughs> Okay, so I, so I you had... Okay, so it was... It, it was view from, and then... then and then maybe fluorescent, then but we're announced. kind of...
1: Well, let's park it then, because... Either we'll, one's fine, yeah.
2: Yeah, we'll have them there. And then, so we've got left, When the Sun Goes Down, mm-hmm. and Teddy Picker.
1: And Leave Before and the
0: Lights.
2: What, oh, sorry, Leave for the Lights, come on. So that was your top, and Teddy Picker was ours. So would we all agree that When the Sun Goes Down is... So it's three, two, one. 2 one basically. We've got to decide here. Now, we all had the others in the top spot, which would imply that we're going to have them first and second. So yeah, then, and so, so we'll when the sun goes down,
1: would be kind of third by default, yeah.
2: That's got Andy in it. <laughs> 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 but it has also got a racist actress in it as it turns out so points oh, taken no. away for no that really? yeah it turns no. out she was yeah she got in a taxi and used a bad word to try at a taxi driver and her career ended so yeah, no. um yeah so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, not that man's fault though is it um but no the yes but, but an actor cod stephen graham is in it as well and he's uh, now mm-hmm. a hollywood star so yeah what can you say that kind of amps mm-hmm. up. um Andy's cameo mm. and Held his cameo as well, <laughs> obviously. But uh, but no no no. Um But yeah, third. I think third is good for that. That would mean then we have to f- scrap it out of a live. For lights come on and, <laughs> and- <laughs> now, I'm not just going to simply say it's two against one. Fuck off! I'm not going to say that. No. Unless a no. under- unless a man than me would say it. I wouldn't yeah. say that.
1: Well, I will concede. Well, well I will concede that um, I had Teddy Picker higher than any, like as for a live performances, it was high. And as mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned before, the the biggest negative for me for a lot of the monkeys videos is that they're not participating in it. Um, so to have Teddy Picker, it is you know charming to have like a live version and them setting up and going like, you know, getting some drinks and stuff like that. So I I do appreciate the charm of Teddy Picker for sure
2: yeah um and i appreciate the charm of the for arts come on because it's a really good video and it's a really good story and i always loved that and as you know that was uh, my favorite song for a while yeah um, until yeah, kind same. of if you were there beware took it so
3: mm-hmm. um and
2: yeah and everyone's wrong but me about what it's like <laughs> about i actually did you agree with me matt was that you that agreed with me
3: Did I say? I think I did. I think
2: you emailed me, yeah, that it was because Nick says it's about a nightclub, but I always saw it about a house party and and being there
3: the the morning, the the morning after after the lights coming on, the morning after, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah. Um, I still think I'm right, even though uh, one of our listeners that we're listening now came up to us in the middle of the gig in Manchester and said hello to us and then said nick's right you're wrong done and i was like <laughs> <laughs> but then he did turn, the guy did find me in the crowd joey suck it and see and say this is your favorite song so i'll forgive him. There you uh go. that was an emotional moment but um <laughs> but no uh yeah we're definitely right though Matt. it's definitely about that obviously. i think so um yeah, yeah 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 it doesn't make sense narratively anyway don't get me started. we'll be here all night uh but yeah um one thing not- i
1: do like about to argue for leave before the lights come on not super hard but the way the twist at the end is very reminiscent of a lot of alex's lyrics like things like the bakery mm. or mm. you know, Quarterstone, or second yeah. and see where it's got that twist and so in some ways it kind of represents them in that kind of way even though they're not you yeah. know participating in it and it's got the cool freeze frame during the sort of soloy bit
2: where they're shouting at mm-hmm. each other and it, where this song comes in you know what i think personally and Stepping in, there, Matt. But I would say that I'm playing into Teddy Picker because of a lot of nostalgia rather. And it's a really good video. And it is directed, by the way, by Roman Coppola, whose dad directed The Godfather. So, you know. Yeah. We'll <laughs> let that, that affect oh, yeah. it. But you know. Um <laughs> but um, his <laughs> sister was in The Godfather 3 though, so he loses points for that. But um, <laughs> I would I would say it's a great we, video, but the voice come on is is a better video as a story, isn't it? We're feeding a lot of nostalgia in with Teddy Picker. You say I, I, th- I think
3: you'd be proud to come up with that idea and to film it that well, and get them actors in it. Maybe not the other one. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I think it is a better video, and
2: I'm I, and I'm also really proud of the way that I can reenact that video using just my voice. For the start of it anyway, with the time <laughs> Uh, so I'm just that's just my party trip for that, if anyone cares. So, no, I, I'm gonna go live for the last one. I think it's teddy picker than live for the last one because it is a cool video, yeah. It is a very I'm cool video, yeah. I agree, yeah, yeah. And I actually left it off my list originally because I forgot about it, so oh, yeah. make, make it make it up to it. I was just thinking album track, album track, album track, okay. So, there we go. We're, we're going kind of um with big tail slash brine storm at the bottom there and then we're going view from slash I mean we didn't really commit to anything did we it was Me mean Nick never do either but um then we're going sort of um uh I think view from the afternoon as well slash fluorescent but I think what we can all agree on is that the best ones are when the sun goes down teddy picker leave the lights come on and the best videos yeah. of the era and yeah. plenty more where well, that came from as time goes on some very interesting videos on the horizon yeah. the first the first song is a video isn't it i always forget about that one um oh but, yeah uh, i do yeah, too uh, yeah i always forget that there's a video for my propeller coming in january oh, <laughs> strange isn't it strange um it's like a boat on a green screen something like that like, no, they're obsessed that's crying lightning like, like, Oh, yeah, think... of course. What oh, my propeller is like a drawing is it like a yeah, like, one like a
1: filter,
3: yeah. Thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Is, it, is it a bit like the do I want to know one, but like a kind of different vibe to it? I can't remember now
3: without the budget, but I think without they're the playing. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> without the AM Hollywood yeah, budget, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Wrexham before they got bought. That <laughs> oh, was my propeller compared to that. Um, so now what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, as we've already well established that Matt's. Favorite era is Tranquility <laughs> Base.
0: No really
2: and Justin's era is Favorite Worst Nightmare. You forgot the words. You fucked it up, Alex. You fucked it up. <laughs> hell was pissing himself. Um, but yeah, so so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a, an X I, an album X I. We're, we're gonna pit them track by track, which is normally the hell that me and Nick have to go through. But because Nick isn't here to help me decide, I'm gonna take all my personal biases out, and I'm going to the, let both of my guests give an argument for that why their songs should be picked, and I'm gonna go solely off that. Maybe I'll a little bit of bias. If it's obvious which song's better, then you know, that's that really. But um but so the first one in this would of course be Star Treatment and Brian Storm. So Justin, would you like to if I, Yeah, Justin, tell me
1: why Brian Storm's the Yeah, sure. The so it so a couple things about this one um first i wrote like "brainstorm" is a slap in the mouth uh, to start an album in this way um even coming off some of the faster songs from from the first album i mean this was just a totally different beast in my mind too this is like the introduction of nick and they give him that kind of time to shine he was on lead before the lights come on but i think that was played back in like 2005. So I think those parts were mostly Andy. So it's kind of like the reintroduction of the band that we know and love today. Um, It's definitely a staple in the live show. I think it's been played the most times, maybe behind the dance floor. Um, It's pretty much like never left. So I still think in a lot of ways, the guys like really love it too. And, um, And also too, I like how it kind of cements the idea that the first song on the album kind of needs to represent the album and started off in a really strong way, which uh, the view from the afternoon started it, but I feel like Brainstorm made it the trend of like, this is what needs to happen continuing on. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Brainstorm, Love it. It's a compelling argument. <laughs> and I'll get, I'll, I'll tell you at the end what my biases lean or what my ideas were. But before I do that, should, Matt, Matt, do you want to tell me why that's Star yeah. Treatment, famously polarizing song Star Treatment? Why that should be the song that's
3: picked? Not to me, not my words. <laughs> so I can see it, and that is a very compelling argument, Justin. I wish I wrote some stuff down now <laughs> 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 because I did for everything else but this part. And um, I think what you said about brainstorming come get, from um, the heart, it comes from the heart. Come on, yeah, yeah, and probably a couple of pints. Um, so. Star Treatment does set up that album. It is such a it is so committed to what that album's gonna be with the opening piano twinkles. I think that's the right word, isn't it? Um it's it's yeah, it's just completely setting yourself up for it. Um, so unexpected. Nobody thought they was gonna do that, especially after AM and a five-year gap. Um, and other than that, it's just it's just a fantastic song. I think what I really like about it the most is. It's got Alex's great storytelling, and also not quite understanding what he's going on about, especially for the first few listens. And by the end, it's the um, the final line which always reminds me a bit of um, "She's thunderstorms." Not that it's the same thing, but it's that same kind of double meaning of the star treatment. As we guessed, that was isn't it? And I think it's the double meaning star treatment which you would give to somebody, wouldn't you? Um, When he's talking about a lounge uh, singer. Doing four sure. nights a week, it's just yeah. yeah, it's the star treatment given to it. Uh, it's also the star treatment lighting up the light going ahead. Um, yeah, I just think, it, and I, I, I mm. do like brainstorm, but I, th- I think star treatment is just it's just something else.
1: Ugh. This one this one's <laughs> Dan really has hard. the hardest part. In this I know in I said I said I don't know why
2: I said I didn't before that it would be uh, I've got the definitely got the hardest part. It's the picking that's the hard bit. Of course it is. So here's my thoughts coming into it. My thought, my heart was with star treatment because. Okay, nostalgia is with Brian Storm. Brian Storm is Brian Storm. And it's a great song. And, you know, I'm a big lover of Helders. So, points for that. Uh, one of his best works. Star Treatment lyrically is uh, very interesting for all the reasons you just gave. And also, obviously, it gives us what is turned out to be an iconic Arctic Monkeys line. I just wanted to be one of the strokes. I look at the mess you made me make. Um, and I do love the whole um, handcuff to a suitcase and then in the back seat of a car and a long drive yeah i love that that is like he's written yeah. a song again what would dan like
3: and he's written that so um as he often does and, and, I and I you know what that lyric um an apparition what is it an apparition is a cheap date mm. and it you see it from the, the rear view mirror just saw um, Yeah. you can picture it yeah can not you he's wrote a film with them lyrics <laughs>
2: He has, and oh, look at you coming in there. Can album. I offer a counter <laughs> argument? <laughs> go on, go on. So, I idea. also
1: do love Star Treatment as well. But you said something I had never considered about maybe One Point Perspective might be a better opener for that album and i never thought and i started listening to the album i rearranged it in a playlist with that being the point and honestly i think i kind of agree with that um it's like like star Trek, it, it's weird to put it some other places in some instances but also too i think more people might have been more receptive if one point perspective had opened the album so here's you, you both your
2: arguments your counter argument and second argument Great. What I'm, here's going through my head is brainstorm, helders, and the nostalgia of me in a supermarket canteen at 17, listening to it for the first time on Zane Lowe's show, texting Nick about it, and then start treatment. Having you know, when I first heard it, I didn't. I was like, just like everyone else, I was like, oh my god, what is going on? And then I think two days later, I was kind of obsessed with the whole album. So, to that jarring? I think so. So, I think. I'm going to have to give it to Star Treatment only because I think lyrically it pips Brian Storm. Brian Storm loses points because it isn't a very interesting lyric song. It's kind of funny, Mm. but it's not great. It's not his best work. So I I think because I think... No, no depth, and because Star Treatment, I'm not, that's not gonna how it's gonna go for the whole of this album, by the way, because I think there's, <laughs> there's other songs that, that do. But Star Treatment has has interesting music that is so like it's almost not a song, is it? It's just a stream of consciousness and some weird music. But yeah. it's like, well, once you get it, once it clicks, it's like the first time when you listen to Paranoid Android, maybe, and you think this is just weird lyrics and no structure to a song what's going on but when it clicks you go wow this is like the best song i've ever heard and i think star treatment has that click as well and before anyone gets annoyed i'm not saying it's as good as paranoid android before i get any tweets or anything like that that's like one of the best albums ever made but so star treatment wins the first one but the second one mm, oh god it's never easy is it um (laughs) one point perspective versus teddy picker matt Do you want to tell us why i should pick teddy picker
3: um why, one
2: point perspective. Sorry, why well, should not? Yeah, why well, should it one point perspective?
3: Um, I'm just thinking about you saying about starting the album now. I've never thought about, about that before. I, yeah, I never it's thought good. about it either. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah play a brainstorm actually. <laughs> <laughs> so one, point, one point perspective. This is an hard one to describe because it is, it, it possibly is one of my favorite Arctic Monkeys songs. Um, Oh, I'm going to be terrible for defending these songs. I hope you've got some good stuff wrote down, Dan, to defend them for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let well, me think. I
2: can't do that because it makes me look not biased. If I not
3: know. Oh, yeah. songs. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be terrible at this part. It's a fantastic song. It's... um. I can't even think of the lyrics now. It's too much pressure on me. I, I want to
2: get. I want to get. I've just realised how good this song is, and and now I want to give Brian Star to the first song. So it
3: doesn't look like I'm just going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. This song, and I think again, a bit like Star Treatment, you don't quite get it. Did you watch the um, the Jules Holland performance last year? Yeah, I think because yeah. I my I was getting my girlfriend to Arctic Monkeys at the time, and and I was sort of we put it on and stuff, and she was sort of getting into a bit more since body paint came out, and I watched that again, and I thought. It was like I'd not heard it before, just seeing it live again at one point perspective, it's yeah. And and again, it's Uh, one of my favorite moments with that little solo that comes through. I always mm -hmm. think less is more with stuff like that. And I think that just proves it. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Right. Okay. Hit me with Teddy Picker. Come on. (laughs) All right. I'm going to do my best then. Okay. So what I wrote, like, the reason like favorite worst nightmare, it resonates so much with me is because it came out so quickly. And I th- I think that that actually was a good idea because the first album was so iconic. And the thing about that one is, is most of the time when you do kind of polls, people will say like, oh, vampires, vampires is the worst on there. It's maybe the one that you could cut or whatever. and. Teddy Picker, I think, kind of speaks to that because um, it's perceptive in a way that's not just about going out to clubs and partying. It's speaking for the youth in a way that's insightful and not just rebellious it's that kind of punk style but it's saying something and something that's important for who they were at the time and what the album kind of represents as well for moving this band who shows they don't want to just be known for i bet you look good on the dance for moving forward and it's became an iconic song um it has you know a fantastic solo and it's um, I don't know, it's it's chipping away at these popular ideas and kind of giving this beacon, but in a fun pop punk kind of sound. Mm. So I think it's like taking the step that the first album took and moving them forward in a direction that they really wanted to go and needed to resonate with people. Mm, that's a very good argument. And OK, here's, <laughs> here's, here's, a, here's where my head's up. One point
2: perspective would be my personal bias because I have a lot of personal things to that song as well as when we cover it, I'll talk about. And I do think it's an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal tune. But what you've just reminded me of is that Teddy Picker. The lyrics are so good. And they're not just like with Brian the they're funny, but like you said, Teddy Pickers actually making a point, which was very important at the time. These celebrities that got plucked out. And it was making this point about fame. And it was very much a UK thing at the time, this this kind of person. You know who they were, you know, celebrity big brother types, uh, people like that. And um, and I think it was such I think it's such a cool song. The video again is great, and but I think the 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 lyrics are so insightful and funny at the same time which is hard to do to do that like with the first album that i think i'm gonna give it to teddy picker <laughs> yeah another day it could easily be one point perspective but i think i'm gonna give it teddy picker
1: i know i've got an uphill battle but i'll do my best it's okay yeah you did you convinced me yeah you, char- you charmed me <laughs> um
2: so <laughs> okay speaking of uphill battles it is american sports versus d is for dangerous uh justin why don't you go for americans uh, for d is for dangerous
1: Okay, so I'm going to try to give this one a little bit more depth than I think that is typically associated with this song, which is fair, but also to a big thing, their perception and also to what I think was resonating with them going into the second album is the big thing of Andy leaving or whatever. And even just the representative of this is somebody we played with as kids that we grew up with. And even this perception of like, oh, they're becoming huge superstars now and like sticking with the people who are around you and those kind of things. So one of the things that I really appreciate about this song is it feels like it's kind of almost stick like supporting Nick in a way, and I think even like the the instrumentation kind of does that, where the guitars drop out a lot. You know, we had some good moments with Nick in Brian storm but it was the whole band kind of firing on all cylinders. This one I feel like is a Nick highlight, an important moment where you know it might be important to kind of like represent him as like, he's in the band. We're with him as much fun as we had with Andy or whatever. I just think it's a fun Nick highlight. Um, and, and yeah, and it's just a kind of a fun way to reestablish the group of like, we have this old sound with Andy. Nick can represent that in this kind of way, but also it's going to bring a new kind of flash and flair to what we are as well. So that's how I kind of see DS for dangerous. It's a good argument. It's a good <laughs> argument. So,
3: Matt,
2: what are you coming with for American Sports?
3: Um, American Sports, it always feels like this sort of um, little sibling to one point perspective. And I think it's overlooked for a long time when you first listen to Tranquility. And once you more get into the theme of the album and um, the you just concept, say what I want to hear, aren't you? Concept. This, this is your this is your argument. Yeah, a little
2: bit. <laughs> you just tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: no, know, I think I think it carries on that very loose theme about you know the the hotel casino on the moon. Mm. And, and I think it's oh, got do you? Um, Yeah, I do. Yeah. In a in a uh, roundabout way. I think it carries cool. on those no, 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 you mean yeah. Um and I love the um the part that comes in when it's the uh what's it called now? I, I was looking at the lyrics a minute ago, just trying to remember some things about it. It's the most muscular most muscular lyrics. Uh, explode uh, before my yeah, eyes, yeah. Or behind my eyes, or something. yeah. Just my eyes, like
2: American sports, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The
3: the, the music uh, accompanying it, just just fantastic.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, Justin. It was a good argument, but it's I, did, I think all day long. Because you, <laughs> I you not only did that one. I, I, I was thinking it's underappreciated, but it's also a very I love the piano in that. I love that piano riff. That does not mm. get enough love. If somebody wrote that piano riff for a mainstream song and sang more obvious lyrics about romance or something over it, that would be a huge hit because that piano is great. Yeah. But um, uh, I th- I think that you just minded the muscle regrets on that guitar that comes in, that kind of yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, but it's got it. for dangerous is Perhaps a little bit too um, on the business side. I do appreciate that it's an excellent Nick song, and it yeah. has got one. It has got a great lyric in it with the favorite worst nightmare.
0: Yeah, and, it did give us uh, the title.
1: Yeah, dirty, dirty, yeah. L- dirty little Herbert
2: as well is you know um, in there. But but no, sorry, yeah. American Sports wins that battle. So at the minute, our XI would be uh, Star Treatment, Teddy Picker, American Sports, which I think is fair. And this is an interesting contest. Next, it is Golden Trunks. That the, the uh, well, not the weakest on both because bad things on this album. What's that going to be? Oh, uh, no. Questions?
1: Next one would be uh, Tranquility base, right?
2: Yeah, oh, you know, I, I do was, this. Yeah. I do this every time. <laughs> I I put for some reason I put Golden Trunks after American Sports and then do Tranquility. Oh, it's an interesting one then. Um, Tranquility Bass hotel and casino versus Balaclava. Two songs that you couldn't. Is there's a showing of how the band changed? <laughs> this is it, this X I is it? Um, okay, well let, let's start. Mark, go on. Give me give me Tranquility.
3: Oh, man. Uh, I'm just gonna be repeating myself all the time with this. I, I think well this definitely does. Carry on the concept or start the concept, let's say. Um, I didn't oh, yeah. like this, I'll be yeah. honest. This was a song I did not like on the album when I first listened to it. Um, and I started liking this more when the video came out and I got obsessed with it. And I obsessed about everything around uh, Tranquility the whole look of it, the 70s style, Alex's yeah. strange look, and strange suits, and strange little moped that he drives around on. <laughs> um, and again, I think with every single song on that album, this is its hidden depth there's so much to explore in it, there's so much that hits you. Um, I just think it's, like, yeah, again, another fantastic song. And mm. yeah, yeah, it's just it's really strong opening I, to this album. I was in the same place as you, by the way. This was one of the songs I
2: couldn't get into on the album yeah. at first, which is funny. And I think I know why perhaps we both couldn't get into it. For me, it was a little bit too Bowie. And it, I found it jarring at first that it was a little bit too bowie. And I thought I don't like to think that Alex sounds like someone else. He you know what I mean? He's Alex. So it felt yeah. a little bit forced, which is the same yeah. thought that I had interestingly, with um uh the second song on the car, um, as well felt a bit, a bit bowie to me. The um the funky one. Oh, He's a, yeah, um not quite worth Not quite, yeah, quite, I think, whatever it's called. That was the same thing for me, jarring. So interesting, similar ideas there. Okay, so there is a shout, there is a chance for Balaclava in this, (laughs) then. So
1: go on, Justin Hills. Okay. So I put this is the song in the album where they're starting to leave the old style behind, but doing it in a much more complex way. It feels like a nod to the old stuff, which they recognize is important, especially to the listeners who are coming into this wondering where they're going to be moving forward. But also that it's important to move forward in a new kind of way. It's a much more complex arrangement, which, again, I think highlights Nick as a new member of the band and This is the kind of first taste of that darkness that we're going to get later, that dark breakdown, the heaviness, which I always theorize, especially after listening to y'all's breakdown of the lyrics might have been this kind of constant build to imitate kind of like sex or an orgasm in the way it kind of like breaks down i don't know maybe Ooh. um so i always thought it was a, a, like a kind of interesting correlation with the lyrics and the theme of the song and then introducing us to that like really dark element and showing like what the band could do with that so good job you were on the episode when we did
2: that because Nick's so sex-starved at this point that if you talk about <laughs> orgasms, you might you might have to go off camera. Um, but no, so I am... Um, okay. You know what? Because... And people are going to fucking go mad about this XI. I think Nick might go bad. And this might be the end of the podcast when he sees this. But I'm going to go... Because I think, even though Tranquility is... Both great Nick songs, by the way, as well. Both great Nick bass lines for these to, to compete because of the teething problems and I still think his voice is a bit too Bowie in it a little bit. I'll say that in like a hushed voice in a dark corridor. So no one can get mad at me, but he, he is a little bit maybe too Bowie and he isn't like that on the rest of the album. Really. He's Alex on the rest of the album. He's, he's Alex land voice. Um, and because Balaclava has one of my favorite metaphors of, of it being about a, a bit of a guy that's, you know, the chick girl cheating or whatever, and a, a, but it's actually on the surface of it about, some people robbing houses with balaclavas on a very cool uh double meaning i'm gonna go for balaclava in this Whoa. instance yeah <laughs> because and I, just because of that because because you actually martin your argument taught me out of tranquility because because, <laughs> because you reminded me of why because uh, if i was gonna if you said to me put on a song for tr- from tranquility based at casino now it would be low down on the list for me. And that's no, like, the spiration on it. I would just be kind of like, okay, I'd rather listen to the whole of maybe the B-side before I'd get to the mm. A-side. And then I'd probably yeah, rather that. listen to Start Treatment. And I, yeah, so it would be low down on the list. But as ever, that doesn't mean much for this band. You know, low down on the
3: list is still,
2: I love it usually.
3: So. And, and, I, and I think, Dan, sorry sorry to interrupt you with that, is I would rather watch the video than listen to the song. So I think that probably does mm. feed It into is a that cool thing. video, isn't it? Yeah, you know what he,
2: used to annoy me as well? At the time I worked in an office and there was a guy that I hate. Oh, you won't be listening to this. Um, he <laughs> call, call, called Mark and he used to answer the phone, like, hi, Mark speaking. And then the song came out and I used to, and then I just think of him every time I heard the song and it that wound me up. But yeah, personal biases there. But no, so Balaclava wins that. Wow, that's going to piss people off. Um, or maybe not because people hate the new stuff. Uh, the people that hate the new stuff will love me. I'll be taken back into the fold.
0: There
1: you go. Them.
2: I'll be a hero. But okay, so that means that we've got golden trunks versus flat adolescent. I mean, do you want to bob this out? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just, yeah. <laughs> well, at
1: least I get one. I don't have to work so hard for it.
2: <laughs> Don- Donald. It may mock Donald Trump, but I don't know if that, that's enough to. Um, unless you, anyone, maybe your politics, Justin. Maybe I'm offended. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. Um but no, okay. Well, do you want do you want to argue it or should we just give it to Floss Adolescent? Because I think we both I think you've got to give it good. to Florescent. Yeah. 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 you probably you probably
1: prepared an argument though,
2: Justin? So if you do you want to read it or
1: Well, I mean I would just uh you know they're still young but they're able to write a pop song that becomes iconic about a middle-aged woman losing her spark that's able to me when i was listening to it was very young and still resonated with me i was unable to resonate with that perspective that i wasn't experiencing and to have that as this iconic pop song is incredible i think it's just yeah
2: and when i saw i always have a special place because when i saw them live in 2009 at uh, Leeds Festival, and they did yeah, yeah. one of my favorite Dion songs in the middle of it, which is, and it was one of the most romantic things I've ever heard. And yeah, yeah. yeah one of the best moments of my life, probably. I don't, <laughs> think it, I don't think it should matter that I was on MDMA at the time, but you know, it's worth bringing up. Um, So that is that. We have gone, you know, there's no contest really. I actually thought it was going to be Tranquility versus Flescent, which would have been, I, mean, I think Flescent probably still would have come out with. Well, if Balaclava can beat Tranquility, then Flescent certainly can. <laughs> So, so we've got so always winning. So, we've gone, we've gone um, uh, Star Treatment to Teddy Picker to American Sports to Balaclava. That's for Listen It's, it's a nightmare, surprisingly. It's winning. <laughs> but I will say this the B side of Tranquility is amazing, but then so is the B side of uh, no. Nightmare. So, but you will lose towards the end, I fear, under a couple okay. of tracks. But we have got how so, how many tracks more are we dealing with here from the two albums? Seven,
1: so that was five
2: no no i mean we've got one extra song for this which is 505 have we oh and we're going oh, to to let people know we're going to we decided before the show that we're going to throw anyways in to the mm, mix here yeah. as it's the only b-side of the era um <laughs> not as simple as you might think that period of 505 in any ways people might think yeah. well that'll <laughs> people as well though um i've been fair so far i think so the next one would be only ones who know versus i should probably i should probably get the track listing up here because i've been thrown off by me getting golden trunks wrong but it is um, she well, looks like fun next is it oh four
1: out of five four out yeah, of, five. Four out of
2: five. Ooh, Versus only mm. ones you know okay okay matt do you want to give me some
3: four out of five oh, that is, that's good that one um four out of five again what surprised me about that song when it first came out it, it well, certainly, people I knew who don't like Arctic Monkeys. Love that song. Um mm-hmm. I get, But very yeah. Bowie again. But I don't think it feels forced. I think it it sounds nothing like Arctic Monkeys, but it sounds just like them. If that makes any kind of sense. Um, yes, I know what you mean. It, it's got it's got the catchiness. It's got Alex's, um, tur- what do you call it? turn of phrase. Yeah, I, I do. Like so, I like yeah. that thing about like that. That's man. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'll be using that yeah. a lot recently in the next years. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I think it was just a great way to introduce this new sound. I remember the t- the teaser trailer coming out for this. I think it was like a fifty second clip with the turning of the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the toy, casino hotel thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And there was a few live clips that came out as well. If you can remember, or mo- very shoddy mobile phone clips. And it was that yeah. um, the new 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 And I thought that's something I've heard. But the yeah, other I must have been about five year old. All you know, that kind of seven is weird sound, I didn't even think, still yeah, existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like a yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. synthesizer sound. Um,
2: yeah, that's unique. To think, hmm, why aren't they releasing singles from this? This is going to be different. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And as well, I mean, I remember they did a Jimmy Kimmel, no, Jimmy Fallon, who's the, the better one, the cooler one. <laughs> The younger one i can't remember but uh, is it no, jimmy no. fallon
1: <laughs> no jimmy kimmel which one is it Kimmel, i uh, think kimmel
2: <laughs> who, who was on saturday night live is it kimmel or is it fallon oh, it was probably both were weren't there probably doesn't help does it um anyway the, the guy that know. likes to you know he's, he's younger and cooler anyway and stuff but um i think it's i think it's kimmel i think it's Kimmel, um but it could be fun. Um, They did a performance on that the night before Tranquility came out, and they did Four Out of Five on it, and I still say it's the best live version of Four Out of Five I've ever seen. And you can't get it on YouTube, but you can find it on Facebook. If you go on Facebook Videos and search it, or you Mm. go on Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon's page on (laughs) Facebook, then if you just search it, it comes up on Facebook to watch, but it's not on YouTube. And it's my favorite performance of it live ever. And at the end, Alex actually stands up from the piano when it ends and gets like a standing ovation from the crowd. So yeah, it definitely connects with people that aren't even fans. You right but shall we see what well, is a beautiful tune only <laughs> ones who know
1: That's yeah a- i I think this one is one of the first kind of like timeless Arctic monkey songs. It's definitely our first kind of look at emotional Alex and like the real kind of emotional Alex. And honestly, I think that this song could have fit on his solo EP, something he did alone, which in some kind of way he did, or um, even I think it could be rearranged and fit perfectly well on the car now, honestly, uh, in a certain way. I definitely think it could be performed now with their new style and it would kind of Mm -hmm. fit right in. Um, Yeah, Yeah. and I just think this is kind of one of the most overlooked and underappreciated songs because of all of the other music surrounding it. You have the whole first album, and then most of this album, even if it's emotional, it's not in this kind of more sweet, sensitive way. Sometimes it's more biting or tragic or something like that. And I think that this is kind of like the first glimpse of Alex kind of being – kind of exposed a little bit which kind of holds a special place for me knowing what's going to be coming later and stuff so yeah i think it's just a very beautiful beautiful song
2: it is a beautiful song and i do love this song and it was always one of the ones that i connected with a lot on this album um by the way where do you get because me and nick had a disagreement on this and i said that i felt it was kind of a doomed relationship is what he's talking about they love each other but it's doomed it's tragic romeo and Juliet. and nick said he thought it was a happy relationship but it was a love story and i i I
1: agree and they're doomed
2: (laughs) thank you thank you where do you stand matt
3: Um, i might i think more towards nick with that you know but I, I, i might have to listen again before i say that I think it's the it was the music that led me there,
2: and the Romeo and Juliet reference, right? Like if you're going to reference lovers and say Romeo and Juliet, then nobody thinks happy ending, do they? So, um, but yeah, but no, I mean, I guess we we all bring to it what we bring to it, don't we? Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe we're just cynical, Justin. Although Nick's (laughs) probably one of the most cynical people I've ever met, so that doesn't make sense. Um, (laughs) In fact, he is—he's the only person more cynical than me that I've ever met. Um, So I know you're listening, but yeah, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm sorry, I have to go. Tranquility though, because it's it's so well put together and it's so intricate and layered. And when, like when we cover it, there's so much music to talk about before we even get into the madness of the and the idea. It's very Alex in the sense that okay, you got this weird sci-fi concept of Tranquility, and it's weird. And even in that, he throws like moon side boob a bit of jokes in there. But then the idea of of writing a song that's a review of that hotel. It is the only... Yeah. It's, only Alex could ever come up with that. Is it? Yeah. Nobody else, no other songwriter ever would think, <laughs> now I'm going to write a song that's a review of that album and it's going to have funny things in it, like we did put a taqueria on the roof, mm. like a very like sort of LA joke, I, I would imagine, and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I, I am going to give it to Tranquility Base Hotel and mm. Casino. Um, because, oh, sorry. Fucking hell. Four out of five. Yeah, four out of five for me because I, that is... that for me i know tranquility base is the title track but i think in my head i kind of consider four out of five to be the title track i consider that to be the song that makes the album. yeah. yeah um so yeah interesting that okay well that's the end of part one of our christmas special but come back on christmas eve to listen to part two where we'll be finishing our um list we've got a few other questions to do we're going to do our b-side albums that we've created and um yeah a couple of more extra questions but come back on christmas eve to hear that
3: i believe the hype is hosted and produced weekly by nick lee and dan holt music used in the titles is royalty free music courtesy of les fm don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every wednesday when a new episode is released And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.